for Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio, 91.3 The Blades. KUTU Santa Clara. Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for Utah Tech Athletics. Good evening. We are excited for this one. Postseason action has now arrived for the men's basketball team of Utah Tech. We are here in the Mitchell Vulture Arena in the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. Utah Tech, the 11th seed, taking on Stephen F. Austin, uh, the Lumberjacks. And been a long time waiting here. Spencer Port alongside Martin Kelly. Just to set the tone here for men's basketball in the WAC tournament. First game of the day, Cal Baptist wins by seven over Abilene Christian. Van Grand Canyon beating UT Arlington by five. Tarleton State beating UT Rio Grande 74-70. All games decided by single figures. Seven-point win, then a five-point, then a four-point win. If we're trending in that direction, this one's going to be a nail-biter. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Spencer. It has been a crazy day with the women, uh, the men's side of the bracket, and I've been able, fortunate to watch every game up until this point in the first game. It was a game of charges because there was charges being called left and right in that second half. No one could get away from the foul trouble of the referees. Then in the second game, you know, UT Arlington showed Grand Canyon a lot of effort. They kept coming back in that game. They were down by 14, 13, by 11, and they kept coming back and cutting it down to 9, cutting it down to 7, cutting it down to 5, the 4, and they gave them a good run for the money. You and I just watched the very end of the last game with Tarleton and UTRGV. UTRGV fought to the very end. I mean, they got an opportunity for a four-point play with a three that got called for a foul, and that didn't go their way particularly because they only made two of those three free throws. So you're absolutely right. We could be training in the single digits for this one. We'll have to see. It's going to be a rematch between Stephen F. Austin and Utah Tech, and the last time these two teams met, you and I were on the call for that, and Stephen F. Austin was the better team in the Burns Arena. Yeah, it was kind of an ugly outing uh, early on in conference play in that one for the Trailblazers. Just kind of a lot of pieces, a lot of players still trying to figure out how to work well together, and Cam Gooden was out. That was the stretch of him coming off of his injury, trying to heal and rehab a little bit, and that allowed Noah Gonzalez and Isaiah Pope to handle the ball more, which is usually an exciting thing, and they struggled a bit that game with uh, the Lumberjacks' pressure. But overall, just the Trailblazers did 25 turnovers in that game in the 85-72 loss. And just not a lot going for the Trailblazers there uh, back in January. And it was just kind of a messy game. Yeah, The, the bench stepped in, but yeah, the starters struggled. Yeah, it was. And um, it was just a game that was taken over by all their top players. You know, by Ware, by and, and Twee, and by Hall, and by Giselle and Kajust and Hawkins. I mean, they were all over the place. I mean, Ambresser, Armbresser had a good amount of points. They shot the ball 56% from the field, 53% behind the three-point line, and 57% from the free throw line. Good enough to get out of St. George with a win. <clears throat> Utah Tech did some good things in that game, Spencer. They shot 54% from the field, and they shot 38% from the three-point line. But when you turn the ball over 21 times and you have, you know, 25 turnovers and 26 fouls in a game, you're not going to win a game when you're down by that, when you're going up against those type of hills. Yeah, it 
that was just too much to handle, and it proved to be for Utah Tech in that one. Trailblazers shot 54% in that game, which is absurd. Not, not, yeah, not what you'd expect. No. So when Utah Tech was able to get a shot off, amazing things happened. But with those 25 turnovers, just so many blown opportunities. And you know, with that 13-point deficit at the half, it was just out of sight. It was out of reach way too early. And it shows with this edition of Kent Gooden, he's back better than ever and excited for postseason play. Uh, with the Trailblazers at full strength. Oh, yeah. It's going to Ab- be good. Absolutely. You know, you don't take away from what Utah Tech did against Stephen F. Austin. They just did not have enough offense that night. You know, Cam Gooden has been averaging about 16, 17 points per game this season. You and I have seen him go above that. The wins over Idaho State and, excuse me, the wins over Idaho and over Weber State earlier in the year, we saw him go for 20-plus. Even in that loss against Utah State earlier in the season, we saw him go for 20-plus in that loss as well. So Cam Gooden can put some points up. I do have something to talk about here real quick, Spencer, which is apparently Rody Ware and Sidarian Hull for Stephen F. Austin did not play the last two games of the regular season. They sat out those two games. I'm not sure if they were hurt. I'm not sure if they were just sitting them out because it was two games they could throw away and get them prepared for the tournament. I'm not sure, but those two players right there, Hall, I believe, is a forward, and I believe Ware is a guard. Those are two big-time players for Stephen F. Austin if they don't have him on the floor tonight. Well, yeah, Day-Day Hall named to the All-Wax second team, uh, similarly with Cam Gooden, also part of that second team. And, you know, those two are the dynamic duo, just huge pieces for that team. And Hall definitely had his way in that game against Utah Tech back in January. And it just... You know, really seemed to be the best player on the court as he dropped 20. And Latrell Jossel. Oh, yeah. 6 of 14 shooting, but hit four threes and was a huge contributor for that. But Day-Day Hall in his double-double proved to be all over the Trailblazers and was that that best player on the court that night. Yeah, he was. And, you know, you could say, you know, they just, they made the simple plays. They They did enough to get the simplicity done the right way where they had to. They had 32, pen, 32 points come off the bench. They had 31 points off of turnovers. They had 40 points in the paint. They had 19 fast break points. They had 10 second chance points. They only changed the lead one time throughout the entire game. So their defense and their efficiency on their offensive side and defensive side were good enough to get them over the hump and get them the win that they needed in that game. This is you know, uncharted waters for both teams as they are newly ad- added to this Western Athletic Conference and the formatting of the postseason play. It's both teams really excited for this. Like we mentioned, this is only the third matchup between Utah Tech and Stephen F. Austin. Trailblazers and the Lumberjacks only played once uh, last year and once this year in the regular season. So going to be really exciting to see what happens here. Tip-off. It will be happening here momentarily. The start got extended a little bit later because of you know the three previous games and that's just how tournament works. Everyone can try to schedule it the way they want, but can't control how long these games will go. And all three of them were extremely competitive, which has made our start a little bit extended. Going to get delayed a little bit, but we're going to have it for you here momentarily. Nine and three blades. We're going to take a quick break here and be back with a little bit more pregame action for the biggest game of the season at this point for the Utah Tech Trailblazers. United States and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, we hear you. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. 913 The Blaze. Excited to be with you here. This is the first round of the men's side of things in the Western Athletic Conference basketball tournament this whole week in Las Vegas. The Utah Tech Trailblazers here. And part of the Mandalay Bay at Mitchell Bolcher Arena, taking on the better-seated Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks. And tip-off is going to get away here momentarily. Thank you for tuning in with us. Spencer Porter alongside Martin Kelly. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one here between Utah Tech and Stephen F. Austin. The last time Utah Tech was in a conference tournament, Spencer, was in 2019 in the RMAC Conference, which when that was when Utah Tech was still a Division II school at the time. They lost to Colorado Mesa in the second round after winning the entire RMAC in the regular season. Um, it has been that long since we've been in the conference game, and this is the first time we've been there since then. Obviously, we've had to set out the time of us being um, brought up as a new D1 program, but they gave us the waiver for this year. They're like, all right, yeah, we'll just add you into it. You guys have already done enough. You guys are ready to go compete against the big boys. And so here we are. We got first game tonight here between Stephen F. Austin and Utah Tech, the first time in over almost four years. Spencer, almost four years since we were in a conference tournament. It's been a long four years, man. Oh, yeah, super exciting. I mean, in those last four years, global pandemic, jumping from Dixie State University to Utah Tech University, the real jump from D2 Athletics to Division One, and so many great changes. It's an exciting time to be part of Trailblazer Nation, and especially for people like Cam Gooden, Frank Stain, Jacob Nichols, who have been just part of the glue of this program for so many years. Previous games, the results of those will make it so on March 9th on Thursday. Cal Baptist will be playing the top-seeded Sam Houston State Bearcats. Utah Valley is going to play against Tarleton State, who just won right before this one. And Seattle U going to play, I'm blanking on it here, going to play Grand Canyon. Yes. If the Trailblazers can pull off this upset, it will play no other than Southern Utah, the four seed yeah. in this tournament, which would just be absolutely splendid. We'd be so spoiled to get a third <laughs> matchup of these Southern Utah rivals. Yeah, and last time you and I called both of those games, we called the first game. Actually, you got to call the first game. That was in the Burns Arena, 2 nothing. Start off, Cam Gooden never trailed in that game ever. They led for the entire span of that game for 40 minutes, which was very impressive by Utah Tech. And then you and I went to Cedar to call that game up in southern Utah, and you and I were scared for our lives because, man, we were so close to winning that game. We had moments in that game where we took the lead, and we went back and forth between each other, and at the very end, southern Utah did enough to get the win. So round three would be very interesting to see what would happen, especially Spencer, it would be on a neutral site. It's not like Cedar has their little mountain area where they have their stadium and they can get everybody to come down or 
us in our dry, you know, desert land area. We couldn't get everybody to come out and support us. You would have to travel to Las Vegas and have to go to the Orleans Arena for round three. And that would be interesting to see how packed the arenas would get on that on that day. Going to be super exciting to see if that ends up being possible. Trailblazers need to win it tonight against Stephen F. Austin. Tomorrow, Utah Tech women's basketball going to be playing against Cal Baptist because the Lady Trailblazers won in the first round of the WAC tournament on Monday. They are at the, at the five seed, and they were able to hold off against Utah Valley and win that one by four points. was also a wire-to-wire game thanks to Emily Isaacson's sharp shooting. Maggie McCord's sharp shooting. Great play by Brianna Gill and the Trailblazers were able to advance and going to be playing against a team against Cal Baptist, who in many ways is just a spitting image of the Trailblazers. Yeah, you know, Cal Baptist is a very tough team. They are, you know, a good defensive team. They like to shoot the ball just as much as Utah Tech does. You know, they're both a three-point shooting, live by the three, die by the three. And, you know, we saw how good Utah Tech was and the things that they did really well in that game. And we saw, you know, things that they just didn't get completely right at the time. You know, they let Utah Valley hang around a little too long. Um, we talked about it throughout the entire game, Spencer, of a four-point deficit, a four-point deficit for Utah Tech versus Utah Valley in that one. And finally, the women pull out ahead. They go out four points. They win that game, and they're moving on to face a California Baptist team. They lost by four right earlier in the regular season. And with that loss, it gave California Baptist a better seating in the tournament. So... Utah Tech wasn't able to get that fourth seed by and only have to play in the Orleans Arena. Because of that, California Baptist and Utah Tech will be battling tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll have that game live here at 2.45 with pregame and getting ready for, which we and I hope will be one more day because that would extend into Friday at noon. And, man, that would be a fun one to see if we can go round three with the Lady Lumberjacks after losing two games to them early in the regular season as well because we all – already you and I suspect there's no way Sam Houston State can hang out with Stephen F. Austin in in that first game that's going to go before California Badgers and Utah Tech. Yeah, looking like the Lady Jacks uh, could repeat and be champs once again. Yesterday, last night, the 11-seed Seattle U Redhawks upset UT Arlington and the player of the year in Star Jacobs. Maybe that can happen again here as the Trailblazers and the men's side of it coming in as the 11th seed playing against Stephen F. Austin. The madness is always at the cusp of happening here in March. I mean, it's, it's the Players Month. It's March Madness. It's a great time. And, you know, we mentioned Star Jacobs being the player of the year in the WAC Conference for the women's team. And, you know, she gave it all she had last night. She competed very hard. And, you know, you got to give you got to tip your cap to Seattle U. A team that was ranked lower, that did not do particularly well in the regular season, had moments of wins over Grand Canyon and over Utah Tech and had, you know, a couple of close games with Southern Utah and players like that. So, you know, it was fun to see. Um, and it, it was just a fun game to watch, Spencer. I was really enjoyed by it. And um, we'll just have to see what happens with, you know, Seattle U is now moving on, and I believe, if I remember correctly, I believe they are playing. Um, Seattle U going to be playing against. 
Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Sorry, I apologize about that. Grand Canyon, which will be an interesting matchup, as I just said. Seattle U beat Grand Canyon earlier in the season. So we'll see what happens between these two teams. I think it'll be a fun, interesting matchup. And hopefully, you know, tomorrow is another better day for um, not only for the Seattle U, but for also Utah Tech. Most definitely. Teams are still warming up. We're about to get tip-off underway. Going to be a few more minutes. We're going to take a two-minute break here, and we're going to be back with game time action in your Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln Game of the Night here on Utah Tech Radio. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Welcome you here to the Mitchell Bolter Arena. It's tournament time. The 11th seed Utah Tech Trailblazers playing against Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks at the 6th seed. This is your first round action of WAC Conference Tournament Men's Basketball. Day two of the women's basketball will be tomorrow. Trailblazers. The last game of the night with Tanner Christensen, Isaiah Pope, Frank Stain, Jacob Nichols, and Cameron Gooden. And Interestingly enough, Stephen F. Austin lists at the higher seed, but definitely the team with the least amount of health in this matchup. Yeah, as we get underway here, they have um, Stephen F. Austin does not have two of their top players. Day-Day Hall and uh, Rody uh, Ware are not on their starting lineup uh, card or are dressed up. I've seen both of them. They're just sitting on the very end of the bench here and will be participants of cheering, not playing. Utah Tech wins the tip there. Good job there by Tanner Christensen. And we are up and underway. Quick set run by the Trailblazers. And Frank Stain coming off the screen. Gets the pass from Cam Gooden. Goes up and gets the easy bucket. 2-0 lead for Utah Tech. Early aggression here by Utah Tech to start this game. We'll see if they can carry it throughout the entire 40 minutes. And quickly Hawkins back on the other end and gets it to go. Nigel Hawkins, really the player for the Lumberjacks that stepped up with the absence of Ware and Day-Day Hall. Yeah, Hawkins just getting the simple very easy. He looked like he was going to dunk it, but then he decided to just lay it up there as he was trying to go for a power slam over Isaiah Pope, then just decided to lay it up. About 50 seconds in, tied here at two. Both these teams starting with a lot of en- energy, of course, for postseason play, and they've also been waiting all darn day to play some basketball. Jacob Nichols can't get that one up, and... Stephen F. Austin rebounds it and going the other way with it. Good crowd on hand for Utah Tech. We got plenty of fans and family traveling here to watch the game in Las Vegas. It's really cool to see. Pass is dumped down and shot put up there by Tezano. And we're going to get our first foul of the game. Yeah, Tezano just went out strong there against Isaiah Pope and did not leave any real hesitation for it at all as Utah Tech was trying to throw a double team on Hawkins who had the ball in his hand. He was just able to get the ball away. Shot up there by Hawkins this time for three. Spins out and rebounded by Jacob Nichols of the Trailblazers. The red Camaro Camden going the other way with a head full of steam. Pass it back out to the left side to Frank Stain. Stain now in the starting lineup in the late end of the month of February and all of March replacing Noah Gonzalez who since that SU game has been coming off the bench. Jacob Nichols going up with a great layup, great move, and just can't get the finish to go, and Lumberjacks rebound it. Skip pass over to Latrell Jossel. 
pretty much every time Jostle shoots it, it is from beyond the arc. And contrary to that one, Jostle has a wide open lane, drives left, and gets the easy bucket to go. Yeah, I got a good got a good screen down there low and was able to take advantage of that, just drive all the way to the bucket and lay it off the glass. We're two minutes in here, early on, 4-2 lead for Stephen F. Austin. Skip pass over to Isaiah Pope is tipped. Eventually collected there by Pope. Picks up his dribble, good pressure there by Hawkins. And now Frank Stein has it on the left elbow with four on the shot clock. He's going to go up with a turnaround jumper. Rims in and out. Good job by Tanner Christensen tipping it out to Isaiah Pope to keep the possession alive. We're going to get a foul on Jalil Bubron. And that's going to be the first team foul on the Lumberjacks tonight. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> yeah, and I thought they should have dumped that ball inside to um, Tanner Christensen who had an open uh, matchup there and was over... Over, uh, let's just say oversized. He was going up against Jostle right down low, and they never passed it inside him, and he was never able to back down and lay it up. So one foul on Utah Tech, and that first foul on the Lumberjacks. Utah Tech's got to get into this kind of scenario, Spencer, where they're forcing the Lumberjacks into creating fouls and and, and contributing to it. Otherwise, Utah Tech's going to have a long day. That was something that you, Stephen F. Austin took advantage of the last time. They were able to get enough fouls and free throw shots to get away from Utah Tech. Coming out of that, that foul inbound into Cam Gooden, he just went right off Tanner Christensen's ball screen, right down the middle of the court, and drew the contact with the and one. How good is the Red Camaro, man? I mean, it's such a difference with him on the court versus the last time we played against the Lumberjacks. Yeah, one of those teams that Cam Gooden has not played against this season up until tonight. And right there, Gooden, he made that free throw, did he not? Yes, he should, did. It should be 5-4 for the Trailblazers. Just on a monitor, the scoreboard reads 4-4. 17-11 to go in our, sec- in, excuse me, in our game, in our first half. I can give the scoreboard guy a little bit of a break. He's been here since 11 o'clock this morning. So, you know, he's tired. He wants to go home. He's hungry. He wants to go to the buffet. Cam Gooden going the other way. Throw down. We saw that on senior night against Grand Canyon. He's got that bounce. And Gooden going the other way in transition is up and down. 9-4 lead for Utah Tech. Excuse me, 7-4. And the trouble is getting another stop there going the other way. Yeah, so far this defense for Utah Tech has shown a lot of aggression and has stayed in a stationary position. And Cam Gooden is taking advantage of a defensive mishap. Frank Stain gets it, gives it off to Cam. Cam's off the run. Red Camaro takes off. Hawkins of Stephen F. Austin had somewhat the possession there, but Frank Stain just wanted it more in the basketball guys reward. Stain with the assist there as Cam Gooden throws it down. We see Rody Ware in the game. I thought I saw him in a just simple T-shirt and hat, but apparently he's in the game now. 16-30 left in our first half. Utah Tech up by three, now by five. Great move there by Jacob Nichols. 9-4 lead for Utah Tech. A very sloppy Euro step there by Jacob Nichols, but nonetheless, the, the Euro step was good enough to get in the bucket there. Good little pick and roll there with Tanner Christensen as well. Tanner is so good at those pick and roll scenarios. <clears throat> Rody Ware controlling it for the Lumberjacks and just gets smothered there by Jacob Nichols and Nichols is going to get called for the foul there on the dribble. You saw John Junkins right there. He was telling him to extend his hands out, make himself big towards Ware and that was a good scenario right there. You can live with that if they're going to pick up these small little tiki tack fouls but stay 
on the baseline, not take any free throw shots. Where 6'3 senior been a big part of the Lumberjack's success in their efforts to go 11 and 7 in conference play. Playing the role of six man tonight, and they're gonna call Tanner well, for a bump once again. They're Ware just trying to drive, trying to make something happen. Draws another foul, and it's gonna go against Tanner Christensen. Like Martin mentioned, gonna be the 13th foul for Utah Tech, and another side will be for Stephen F. Austin. So far, the whistles have not been quiet tonight. They're calling everything that they see. Five fouls already total in this game, not even five minutes gone. Hawkins pass over to Day-Day Hall. He is now checked in, too. I, very interesting that they did not start. I don't know if it was for disciplinary reasons or really who knows, but they're in now, and the offense is just rolling a little bit more for Stephen F. Austin as they hit their first three of the game. Yeah, and obviously it's Day-Day Hall who was named to the conference second team there with Cam Gooden, so you know he's a dangerous player. Shot up by the Trailblazers is missed. Frank Stain down low, fighting for that, gets the offense rebound and puts it back up and in. Tanner Christensen and Frank Stain, very two tough players on the rebounding side there. They both contributed to Frank Stain keeping that possession and getting the very hard layup there to keep the lead of four. 15-10 in our first half, 11-7 lead for Utah Tech. Data Hall's first shot of the game, missed long. Got only backboard and rebounded by the Trailblazers. In rhythm, the trailer, Tanner Christensen is going to take the long three and miss it. Hawkins of Stephen F. Austin with the rebound. Dede Hall has it now. Gives it off to Heyman. Heyman going all the way and misses that bunny. Rebounded there by Jacob Nichols of Utah Tech. Nice positioning there by Jacob Nichols to grab down that rebound right there. Was not going to lose his rebounding position at all. Cam Gooden trying to work there on where. Goes right. Skipped over to Jacob Nichols. Is deflected though by Dayday Hall going out of bounds. Possession going to remain with Utah Tech. This is our first media timeout of the first half. We're going to take a 60 second break here on 913 The Blaze. How's it going? I'm having this. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Of game has been played here in our first half. Utah Tech leading this one 11-7. Been a pretty competitive game so far. Cam Gooden with five points, followed by Frank Stain's four points, leading the Trailblazers. And for Stephen F. Austin, everyone contributing a little bit as several players have just hit a shot here early on. Yeah, so far so good competition here between Utah Tech and Stephen F. Austin. Early numbers have shown that Utah Tech 5 of 10 from the field. Stephen F. Austin, they're 3 of 7 from the field. Only one three has been made in this entire game. One free throw has been made in this entire game. And Utah Tech has 3 plus more rebounds as both teams have 3 assists and 3 fouls. If I would have told you Cam Gooden was going to have back-to-back games with a breakaway dunk, would you believe me? <laughs> I would have. I seriously would have taken the bet on that one, and I would have gone with the over-under saying, over, yeah, you would have. <clears throat> but still, nonetheless, we're going to get a jump ball here. It's Cam getting got double-teamed again. He's yelling to the bench. 
So that initial ball screen, Stephen F. Austin just electing to trap it. And two possessions ago, it was no problem there for Cam Good. And that time, he gets tied up. Possession error points to over to the Lumberjacks. That's going to be a turnover on Utah Tech. Still early in this one. We've only almost reached halfway through this one. 11-9 still. Utah Tech still leading by two. Where he gets his catch. Dumps it off to Bubron. Bubron kicking it out to Cahoos, and he makes the extra pass where it's going to take his first three of the game and miss it just long. Rebound was handled initially by the Lumberjacks and eventually ripped away by Noel Gonzalez of Utah Tech. Trebler's going the other way. Cam Gooden with the open three and misses it. Trey Edmonds getting the offensive board, though, for the Trailblazers and then has that one fall out of his hands off his leg. So after all that, we're going to have Lumberjack basketball, and Utah Tech maintains a two-point lead. Yeah, it was transition basketball there by Utah Tech. Gonzalez feed it off to Cam Gooden, who shot a spot of three, didn't go down, and Trey Emmons came over with a rebound and got swatted right out of his hands as he knocked it out of bounds trying to lay it up. Where feeding it into Bubron. Double team there as Isaiah Pope sneaked around the other side of Bubron, but he's able to get the ball back out for no problem. Little reset there by Stephen F. Austin. And now they get it back into the paint to Tezano, and he puts up a shot, and the fadeaway from about six feet is missed long. A little too hard there, and Utah Tech gets the rebound. Utah Tech doesn't need to rush anything. They can be a little patient with this. They just can't get double-team trapped. Cam Gooden going off. Handful of screens. Now driving right. Beautiful kiss off the glass. Two points there for Cam Gooden. Now he's got seven. A pick-and-roll situation here for Utah Tech early in this one between Cam Gooden, Tanner Christensen, and Trey Emmons has worked pretty well. they got to continue it throughout this game. Where pull-up jumper from about 14 feet is missed, and we're going to get a loose ball foul here. As Denzel Leader's on the ground and two Lumberjack players, and it looks like Denzel Leader's going to get called for the foul. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm not an official in a uh, jersey, so I can only have my opinion, but I thought that may have, you could have called that either between Stephen F. Austin or Utah Tech. It was a Stephen F. Austin player that knocked the ball as they were all falling back, and he's actually grabbing onto Isaiah. Lot bang bang action there on that fighting for that rebound, and possession stays with Stephen F. Austin. Three from straight away, missed, and Frank Stain with a toughest rebound of the night for him, and Stain already got three boards. Trailblazers back on offense. They're going to turn the ball over there, and it's going to stay with Utah Tech. <coughs> Isaiah Pope almost lost the hand of that one. Was deflected out of bounds, though. Going to be Trailblazers while we come back here. Our under-12 media timeout. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Back here in Las Vegas in the Mitchell Vulture Arena. Part of the Mandalay Bay. Trailblazers lead this one 13-9. We played eight minutes of first half action. A lot more to go. It's interesting, Martin. In the NFL, you have the Minnesota Vikings showcasing the purple. In the NBA, the Sacramento Kings. In the Western Athletic Conference, in the WAC, you got Abilene Christian, Grand Canyon, Stephen F. Austin, and Tarleton. Tarleton State. Four teams rocking the purple and white and black. A lot of purple in the whack. Yeah, they were apparently watching a lot of Barney, you know, TV shows back in the day, and they fell in love with that, and they said, hey, we got to make our team 
purple and white too. We can't just go with simple red or blue or green or yellow. What, what, are, you, what are you, crazy? What do you want to be, the Yellow Jackets? Have you looked at their uniforms, Spencer? They look like they're a walking bumblebee every single freaking weekend. No, man, we got to go with the purple dynamic and four teams in the conference got purple power, but you know what? Utah Tech with that red, white, and blue, that's even stronger. Well said, and for this one early on, Cam Gooden is leading the Trailblazers with seven points, and he's been forced to be reckoned with, exciting that he's on the court and has a chance to play against Stephen F. Austin as he missed that game on January 12th uh, with an injury, and he was not given another opportunity to play against Stephen F. Austin. The Trailblazers weren't just with the scheduling and up until now in this postseason play. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you know what? Because of his seven points, he's giving Utah Tech a four-point lead, and especially in this game so far early in this one, Utah Tech showing the better ability to rebound, and that's giving Utah Tech more offensive and defensive possessions to get points. We resume play here. Trailblazers on offense. Isaiah Pope skipped over to Gonzalez, firing up the three from the left corner and hits in it. Great shot there by Noah Gonzalez. Extended that lead for Utah Tech, now up to seven. We talked about it last week. Utah Tech is really good at the spot-up shooting ability that they have, and Gonzalez showed it right there and was able to shoot a three and steal the ball right here, but turned it over. Stephen F. Austin going the other way. Floater put up, though, by Cahoost, and he misses that one short. Isaiah Pope with the Trailblazers rebounding it. And Trey Edmonds is the only man below the hoop, and great find there. And he throws it down. 18-9 for the Trailblazers is the lead. Yeah, 18-9. 10.40 to go here. Day-Day Hall trying to get all the action. That pass intended for him sells over his head. He's a little flustered, and that's turned over and going to be Utah Tech basketball once again. Just another replay of Trey Edmonds throwing that down. Great pass by Isaiah Pope. Edmonds just pretty much face cut his opponent. Day-Day Hall just kind of fell asleep and easiest dunk Edmonds has had of this season. Pope driving left, taking the floater from the WAC logo and misses it just strong. You need a foul, though, on the rebound, and I believe it's going to be charged against Stephen F. Austin, so the Trailblazers are going to be able to extend this possession. Midway through the first half, we're at the 10-22 mark, and Utah Tech has put together a great first 10 minutes. Looking at that replay, nothing was extremely obvious, but when it's all said and done, Isaiah Pope is going to get free throws. Pope hits the free throw as AJ Goos was called for a technical foul. Head coach John Judkins Chose to go with Pope for good reason as he hits the free throw. 19-9. Trailblazers now leading it by 10. 
Trapped there by Edmonds and Leader on Hawkins. He gets out of it, gets that pass out to Dede Hall. Dribble handoff action with Latrell Jossel. He's always hunting that shot. Has yet to attempt a three so far. Thought about it right there, though, but Jossel going to drive, put up the floater and miss it. Just a little long. Rebound is tipped up and collected by Frank Stain. Trailblazers going the other way. Pass floated over to Cam Gooden on the right-hand side. Long two is missed and rebounded there by the Lumberjacks. Nice rebound there by the Lumberjacks. Hawkins gets his catch. Dumps it in to Hall on the right short corner. Hasn't used the dribble yet. Skips it over. Cahoost firing it up from three. Miss Long. Offensive rebound. Possession continues for Stephen F. Austin. And Bucket is good. By yeah. Robbie Armbrester, who just come off the bench. Yeah, Armbrester, just one of those top players for them. And the, he's a very good defensive player and post player for them. And this one at Utah Tech, just not taking advantage of their positioning, got out of place. Nine minutes to go in the first half. Trailblazers up by eight. More pressure for Ken Gooden. That time he's able to find the open man in Noah Gonzalez. Gonzalez skips it over to Frank Stain. Now Edmonds gets a post touch. Double team is coming. Slings it over to Leader to find the open man. Leader going up with it to beat the shot clock. Had a great look at it and just missed the easy layup just straight on. And Edmund, is either Edmonds or Leader going to get whistled for the foul trying to fight for that offensive rebound? Yeah, I believe it's going to go against Edmonds on this one. And it was Leader just all he had to do was just take one more step and just look up and just lay it off the glass. It would have been right off there and it would have been a 10 point lead, but it's going back the other way to Stephen F. Austin. Passed in to Armbrester. Armbrester trying to get his teammate cutting down, and that one's deflected by Noah Gonzalez. And Gonzalez deflects it out of bounds, tried to save it, but was whistled out of bounds. Probably a good thing, though, because the pass that Gonzalez made to save the ball went right to a student Austin player for an open layup. So Gonzalez last out of bounds. Stephen F. Austin trying to inbound it, and Tanner Christensen going to get called for a foul before the ball can even be inbounded. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and that's two fouls on Tanner, and that's two. I think that's a foul on Trey. I don't think he has two yet. But but the bigs are a bit in trouble here for Stephen F. Austin early in this one. Cahoos launches the inbound pass up to Jostle. Jostle gave it over to Cahoos. Pull-up jumper is missed. And the Trailblazers with another defensive rebound. Christensen has it, picks up his dribble, trying to get Gonzalez the ball. Eventually does. Gonzalez gives it back to Christensen. Extra pass to Cam Gooden. And now to Jacob Nichols. Nichols trying to get to Gonzalez, and that one is stolen. As Stephen F. Austin going the other way with it. And Tezano with the steal, going all the way, gets the bucket and the foul. A huge play for the Lumberjacks, all because of Derek Tezano. Yeah, great play by Tezano there. I think Utah Tech should have just dunked it or shot the three there instead of keep passing it around. But we got to come back and see what happens after the break. Foul going to be called for Frank Stain. One free throw for the Lumberjacks when we come back here. Our Andre Media timeout. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. 
It's our fourth game of the night for the first round of WAC basketball on the men's side of things in this tournament to finish off the season. Utah Tech 19, Stephen F. Austin 13. Derek Tezano just barely with a steal. Ill-advised pass by Jacob Nichols going all the way with it. He'll have one free throw as we break this huddle for the media timeout. Stephen F. Austin in the last two minutes playing a little bit better than the Trailblazers as Utah Tech just missing some easy shots and having a couple excessive turnovers. Yeah, and at those turnovers expenses, Stephen F. Austin is now on the bonus with 7.55 left to go with Utah Tech at 7,000. This one, Stephen F. Austin early in this one, Spencer, had a good amount of foul calls against him, but have been able to stay clean since then. 19-13 is the lead for Utah Tech here in this one to begin the break afterwards. Um, still, Utah Tech out-rebounding um, Stephen F. Austin, this one 13-8. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes from here. Utah Tech has not uh, trailed much in this one. They have been leading it pretty much ever since I think they went up by four and have not trailed since. Cam Gooden, the game high score at seven points on three of six shooting. Foul trouble starting to creep in though for Utah Tech just a bit. Tanner Christensen with two fouls and pretty much everyone else with one. And Stephen F. Austin, no one with more than one foul as they only have four team fouls. Tezano hits his free throw, converts old-fashioned three-point play, and Utah Tech maintains his five-point lead. Yes, John Juggins is going to throw out Cam Gooden, Jacob Nichols, Isaiah Pole, Frank Stane, and Trey Emmons on the floor. Three shooters and two big players. That's a good lineup for them. Gooden floats that one up to Edmonds. Edmonds able to bring it down. Pass over to Jacob Nichols, and Nichols throws that one away again. This time, Jostle steals it. And the Chubb Jostle trying to go all the way with it. Misses the layup. And we're going to get an over-the-back foul on Armbrester. He's trying to follow that up. Good job there by Frank Stain boxing out Armbrester. This defense by Stephen F. Austin is trying to double-team a lot and create a lot of bad passes so they can tip them and steal them. And Jostle got away one, one there. And then on the rebound, Armbrester was trying to go above Stain, trying to get that rebound. And it was just a couple seconds early. Stephen F. Austin doing a good job on their traps. And the other three defenders that aren't trapping go over to the ball and just cut out the easy passes. And Nichols tried to make the, make the easy pass there, and it was taken away. Pope driving. Puts up the layup. It's off the mark, but the rebound is tipped out of bounds off the hands of Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, it's going to stay with Utah Tech here. As Trey Emmons was one of the bigs down low trying to fight for that one. So Isaiah Pope's going to drive it. Mount into Pope kicked out to Cam Gooden. 12 on the shot clock. 7-10 to go here in our first half. Cam Gooden going to pull up and take the three from straight away. Miss it just too strong. But Trey Edmonds fighting for that rebound. Going to get tied up with Tezano. And jump ball possession going to continue with the Trailblazers. Yeah, after the last possession there early in the, that game where Stephen F. Austin got the ability of the jump ball call. This one's going to stick with Utah Tech. 
And so far, Utah Tech has had opportunities to put the bucket in. Isaiah Polk missed the layup there. Trey Emmons missed the uh, putback. And Cam Gooden missed the three there as Utah Tech is going to turn the ball over again. The inbounded Isaiah Pope had an open three, missed it, and no one going back in transition defense. Tina Fossil rebounded it and just launched the pass up to Latrell Jocelyn. He got an easy layup. 19-16 is Utah Tech's lead. Frank Stain trying to double it, misses the three from the left corner, and Tina Fossil hauls in another defensive rebound. Jocelyn has it on the left-hand side, picks up his dribble. A lot of pressure there by Stain and Pope. Emergency pass. Up to Cahoost. 10 on the shot clock for Stephen F. Austin. Cahoost thought about going up with it and picked up his dribble, dumped it off to Armbrester. And Armbrester made a sweet pass to Dede Hall as Hall goes up with it and gets the first points of the game. Can't do much more against that one. Excuse me, Tezano with the sweet pass. Dede Hall with the bucket. Utah Tech's lead is dwindling. It only is now one. Isaiah Pope driving left, going behind the back. Kicks it back out to Cam Gooden. Little reset on this possession. Cam Gooden has to put up to beat the shot clock. And we're going to get a jump ball, which essentially is a shot clock violation as arrow points to Stephen F. Austin. So another turnover by the Trailblazers. Second time Cam Gooden's been tied up. Yeah, yeah, just back and forth action here and just enough pressure to apply it to Utah Tech to force them into bad possessions. 9-0 run here for Steeman of Austin in the last three minutes and 30 seconds due to just bad passing and turnovers there by Utah Tech. Utah Tech with seven turnovers in this game. They had 25 last time they played Stephen F. Austin in that loss. And for those reasons, Stephen F. Austin, obviously not scared of Utah Tech, going to continue to amp up the pressure because they've had their way with the Trailblazers. Yes, they have, and that's what's led to their two wins over the Trailblazers. Jostle, step back. Not a step back three, though. Foot still on the line. Couldn't get back far enough, and he misses it short. Rebounded by the Trailblazers. Cam Gooden going the other way, going all the way right, and bounces it back out to Isaiah Pope. Five minutes to go here in our first half. Utah Tech leading at 19-18. Trailblazers the 11 seed going into this WAC tournament. Stephen F. Austin in the sixth seed. Pope pull up three from the left wing. Misses it short. And Trey Edmonds kind of lost his balance trying to fight for that rebound and just knocked over Cahoost. Foul that has to be called. Going to be the second foul on Trey Edmonds. And it is seven plus fouls on the Trailblazers. It's going to be a one-on-one opportunity for Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, just not the way the end of the half should go for Utah Tech here. They've struggled to score in the last few minutes. Have not been, had a lot of free throws in this first half. Trailblazers have shot two. Cam Gooden's and one, and Isaiah Pope shooting the technical shot. And Stephen Fawson's only attempted one, now two. As Cahoos puts this one up, and he misses the front end of the one-and-one. And both teams, fine for the rebound, just tip it out of bounds. Hard to tell whose hand it was off, but the rest are going to say last touch by Utah Tech. Yeah, 
Hawkins taking a while. Eventually inbounds it to Dede Hall. And he now gives it in the hands of Ware. It's a reset here by Stephen F. Austin. Ten seconds on the shot clock. They haven't really done anything. Now they go. Hawkins gets it in the right corner, dumps it down to his big man. And he goes up with it and gets it to go. Big move there by Bubron. Armbrester yes. sub back out. Bubron, the starter, back in. And he gets his first bucket since returning. And Stephen F. Austin now is taking the lead back. Last time they had it was at the start of the first half. And now they lead it again. But short-lived as Frank Stein hits it from the right corner. Big time three. A huge three there as Utah Tech is 2 of 29 from the free throw line. And Stephen F. Austin's 1 of 6. Poor shooting from the three-point line so far by both teams. So Trailblazers leading this 22-20. 4.09 to go here in our first half. Here in the Mitchell Bolts Arena in the Mandalay Bay. Also where the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA play. The defending champions. Players like Asia Wilson, MVP, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum actually just married Darren Waller, tight end of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, and Utah Tech women's and men's team have played, obviously, in this Megalo Ultra Arena. Hopefully we can go to the Orleans Arena. But also the men's team played in the old Supersonics Dome when they went up against Seattle U. So, you know, a couple NBA gyms that the teams have been in this year, that's got to be pretty cool. Dede Hall going to the free throw line, hits both of them. We're nodded at 22. Gooden drops it down to Jacob Nichols, and Nichols just gets his left hand taken out, trying to make a pass. Be a foul on Stephen F. Austin. Going to be one and one for Jacob Nichols, and we come back here under four media timeout. We'll see you in 60 seconds. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Welcome back to Utah Tech Radio. Martin Kelly, Spencer Porter here on the call. Utah Tech men's basketball here on a late night. Tuesday night, ten almost 10.30 here in St. George, Utah. Utah Tech men's basketball team taking on Stephen F. Austin. Both teams are tied at 22 here with Utah Tech and an opportunity to shoot a free throw here with Jacob Nichols getting fouled on the last possession before we went to the media timeout. <clears throat> Under four minutes left to go here. Spencer, it's been a pretty fun game so far between Stephen F. Austin and Utah Tech. Both teams failing to shoot well at the three-point line, but both teams banging it down low trying to get as many points in the paint. Yeah, I've been really evenly matched. Crazy that the Lumberjacks have had eight different players make a shot in tonight's game. Utah Tech has leaned on Frank Stain and Cam Gooden, who have seven points apiece. But all of that, everyone's contributions equal out to us tied up here at 22-22. Denzel Leader coming off the inbounds pass, curls that screen. Baseline jumper is good. Trailblazers leading it again. Nice design play there for Dancel Leader. Get him a screen. Get him in a little soft area for him to shoot the little bucket right there and a good little swish. Hawkins gets that poke from him by Cam Gooden. Goes out of bounds. A little bit of time just taking off the shot clock. Stephen Foston resumes their possession. Hawkins trying to get Dede Hall involved. He's working as hard as he can, posting up. 
But Leader giving them a lot of pressure on this possession. Four on the shot clock. Hawkins has it. And driving past Danzel Leader going to get called for the foul. It's a tough break for the Trailblazers late, late into that sh possession. Shot clock was trickling down. But going to end up being a foul called on the Trailblazers and free throws for Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, as this later part of the first half has turned into just back and forth free throw shooting and tough defensive play. Early in this one, the shooting wasn't particularly great, but it was a little better as everyone's fresh legs have kind of died out a little bit. Utah Tech just got to stay more positive and more structured because you can't give up that many fouls and turnovers like we talked about in the pregame. Yeah, Denzel Leader, that's his third personal foul. And double bonus situation as Nigel Hawkins misses the first free throw. And missed the first free throw short, and the second one is missed long. That's a nice break there for Utah Tech. If he would have made him, it would have been a tie game. So still take a two-point lead, even though you got a foul call. 3.15 to go. Isaiah Pope, fancy footwork, great little Euro, goes up with it and draws the foul. Hawkins going to get called for the foul. Then Isaiah Pope going to get two free throws. Isaiah Pope and Cam Gooden just have this ability to split the defense and create, you know, movement with their hands, just like if they were like a Derrick Rose type player or Russell Westbrook. And right there, we saw Isaiah Pope not give up on it. We saw him stay with it and try to lay it up and try to get an and one. But, you know, he just got to take advantage of the opportunities he's given, and he's got to knock down the first free throw and try to knock down the second one. Pope hits his first free throw. Todd Tech. Only shot three free throws this half. I've made all of them. Fourth one pending as Pope hits that one as well. We don't want the broadcaster, Kurtz, to come up anytime early in the game here at Spencer. We never wanted to come up at all, but we don't want it early in the game. Pope delivers because I had faith in him, and Utah Tech leads it by four. Three minutes to go here in our first half. Jostle, great little ball fake. Pass over to Cahoos. Cahoos gives that one. To Tezano and Tezano gives it to Cahoos to wear and wear. Oh my goodness, miss a wide open layup. But Dede Hall gets the offensive rebound and goes back up with it and gets fouled. I wish Jacob Nichols just would have turned around for just one second and would have realized that Ware was on a charge to the very bucket. Then Frank Stain could have stayed in the position that he was in so that he didn't have to come help. But Nichols didn't turn around, see it. It was too late. Ware misses it and they're just a scramble for it right after, under the bucket there, and Frank Sang gets called for a foul. Yeah, A.J. Cahoot's going to remember that one. He's going to remember Ware denying him of his assist as he made a sweet Nolik pass, and Ware just dribbled twice and missed. The easiest layup we've seen here in the first round of the WAC Conference Tournament. I can tell you this, Spencer. There have been times where I have stayed up at night wondering about the shots I could have made and whether they would have made a difference or not. You sit up at night with those things. Dede Hall. Got his team's back, though. He hits both free throws. Utah Tech leads at 26-24. 2.30 to go here in our first half. Isaiah Pope driving. Picks up his drill, passes back out to Cam Gooden. Gooden pretty much at half court. Now gets over to Stain. Five on the shot clock. Stain's picked up his dribble. Going to have to put it up. He does and gets it to go. What a tough shot. But hit by Frank Stain. He now has nine, and the Trailblazers lead it by four. 
Good little good little step back from the free throw line there for Frank Stain was able to create some separation, get to the spot he wanted and lay right and shoot it right up. Jossel giving a short corner touch to Dede Hall. He draws two and kicks it out to Ware. Ware penetrates. Good defense though by the Trailblazers. As two people closed in on him. Have to be kicked out once again and just three thrown up to beat the shot clock. And miss. We're going to get a foul here on the rebound. I believe on Dayday Hall. He's not a big fan of it. He believes it had nothing to do with the play. And that's going to put the Trailblazers on the line for a bonus situation. I think him and Frank Stain were fighting for a rebounding position. Let's get another replay of it. Stain goes up. I guess it wasn't Stain. I get. I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't see it. I don't know. Isaiah Pope at the free throw line once again. This time a one-on-one opportunity, and he hits the first free throw. And the second. Great free throw shooting from Isaiah Pope in this first half. We're under two minutes now, with Utah Tech leading it by six. Tell Jossel has it. Working on Noel Gonzalez. Both two shifty players. Now passed over to Ware. We're working on Trevor Snooty who has checked in. Depending on the matchup, Snooty may come in in the first half or may not. And Coach John Judkins with a little bit of foul trouble and with the matchup electing to go with Trevor Snooty. Yeah, the young freshman's got a good sized body on him and has good shooting ability, so it makes sense to put him on the floor. Trailblazers give up, give up a bucket. Now only up by four, and Cam Gooden going the other way for Utah Tech. Gets a lot of contact and draws the foul. And Cam Gooden is still on the ground, a little roughed up as he took a pretty good fall there after drawing the contact. Yeah, he went up against three lumberjacks right there. He just said, no, I'm not going to get, get skewed into this double team here. I'm going to fight the double team. I'm still going to drive and still go up real hard on it. Got to give Cam Gooden all the credit in the world. Man, he's such a tough kid. It's a good hard foul there by Stephen F. Austin. Just a common foul. Nothing excessive about it. But Cam Gooden hits the first free throw nonetheless. 104 to go here in our first half. Cam Gooden and Frank Stain have continued to just put up points for the Trailblazers. Stain with seven. Cam Gooden now with ten. You'll take that 17 points combined by your two big-time guards. You'll take that any time of the day. Ten on the shot clock. Good dribble drive there by Armbrester. Stephen F. Austin, he gets the bucket to go. A lot of quiet shooting here by Stephen F. Austin early in this one. They have not been able to kind of get out with their offense. Snooty gets cats from Gooden, drives, finds the open man in Noel Gonzalez. Wide open three from the right corner is missed and rebound by Stephen F. Austin. 20 seconds to go here. Shot clock is off as Tezano just crosses half court and head coach Kyle Keller signals timeout. Stephen F. Austin going to try to draw something up here to maybe... Tied this game at 31. 
Yeah, it has been. This is 31-28. It's been a low-scoring game. It's just been a very simple game, Spencer. 18 rebounds to 15 rebounds for Stephen F. Austin. 11 of 26 from the field for the Utah Tech. Good for 42%. They're 2 of 10 behind the three-point line, which is good for 20%. Stephen F. Austin, 11 of 28, 39% from the field, and 107 behind the three-point line. That's good for 14%. But the two teams are keeping themselves in with it with 7 of 8 from the free throw line for Utah Tech and 5 of 8 from the free throw line for Stephen F. Austin. The If you can't get three-point shots, go get the three points from the free throw line. It's the style and mentality for the teams right now. Most definitely been some harder in baskets and only have been three made threes with both teams combined in this first half. Coming out of this timeout. Ball's in the hands of Cahoost. Stephen Foster is just going to wait till the clock's about at eight seconds and then go. They're off to the race now. Cahoos going off Armbrister's screen, going all the way, right-hand side. Shot is up and airballed. Offense rebound. It's going to be credited to Stephen F. Austin, but not enough time to get another shot up, which is our end of our first half. Utah Tech leads it 31-28 in a low-scoring affair. Highly competitive. Don't yeah. miss the second-half action with us, though. Really exciting. Yeah, it will be a fun second half, 31-28, three-point lead here for Utah Tech over Stephen F. Austin. Last time these two teams met, it was a 12-point deficit at halftime, so a complete turnaround of what happened in, in the Burns Arena about a month ago. A great start for the Trailblazers. We're going to take a five-minute break and have some halftime coverage for you. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Thirty-one twenty-eight is our halftime score in favor of Utah Tech in this first half. And just, I mean, speaking for the entire day, been highly competitive, a lot of fun action in the first round of the women's conf- of the women's tournament side of things yesterday and today with the men. As all games today in Mandalay Bay and Mitchell Bolcher Arena have been decided by single digits. And the Trailblazers right now up by three. Cam Gooden with eight points. Frank Stane with seven. Everyone that's played for the Trailblazers except Tanner Christensen has scored, has contributed in the points column. And the Trailblazers at one point led by ten. Prasuna Faustin staying in it. Got some buckets from Day-Day Hall. Well, better said, some free throws and really just some steals. Six steals for the Lumberjacks, three for Cahoost. And that's kept them in the game a little bit, Martin. It has kept them in the game. And looking at some of the other stats here for this one here, Spencer, some of the choir stats on the stat sheet. Total rebounds is in favor of Utah Tech, plus two. Plus two on the defensive side, 13 to 11. Total is 18 to 16. Both teams have five offense rebounds. Utah Tech's got seven assists to Stephen F. Austin's eight. But a stat that stands out that it's a reason why this game has kept close a little bit is the six steals from Stephen F. Austin. Utah Tech only has three steals in this one, and those six steals have led to Stephen F. Austin to put up ten points off of turnovers, which was something that they did last time in the Burns Arena against Utah Tech. Used up all those 
points off of turnovers. We're able to get more points in the paint. We're able to create better opportunities for themselves because of that. And Utah Tech has played particularly a little better when it comes to the turnovers. Only seven turnovers. And we mentioned that seven turnover at, what, about five minutes left? to go in, in the in the first half. It was still a little late in the first half. It wasn't the very end. So Utah Tech turning it around with the fact that they gave up 25 turnovers the last time. Today, in the first half, they only given up seven. Now, could they give up 28 more or 21 more in the, in the second half? They could, but we hope that they don't turn it over that many times because that would lead to a loss. Um, other stats, 42% from the field for Utah Tech, 38% for Stephen F. Austin, 20% from the three-point line, 14% for Stephen F. Austin, 88% from the free-throw line, and 63% for Stephen F. Austin. Just low-scoring numbers. Nobody really getting away with too many particular big numbers. The highest-scoring player in the entire game is Frank Stain at nine points. Cam Gooden right behind him with eight. And then Isaiah with five for Stephen F. That's Armbrester and Hall both with six. So not a whole lot of offensive scoring, but just a lot of good defensive play and some sloppy play overall. And for Utah Tech, interesting to see that the bigs in Jacob Nichols and Tanner Christensen, and then the big that comes off the bench, Trey Edmonds, between those three, they've only taken six shots. And, I mean, the Trailblazers just really haven't been feeding the bigs inside very much. They have really gone with the guard play, and for that reason, the aggressive play by Pope and Gooden have gotten them eight free throws combined, or eight attempts, and they've made seven of them, which you know, I still continue to work for the Trailblazers. Jacob Nichols, though, had a rough first half, just two really ill-advised passes that directly led to points for Stephen F. Austin. So Nichols just got to get that composure back. We've seen how good he can be with 20-plus performances on the road against Tarleton State, and... UT Arlington, I believe. And so with that, a lot of light, a lot of bright spots for Utah Tech. Just got to make it happen. It's now or never. Like we said, if they win this game, they will play Southern Utah on Thursday, which, I mean, come on, that would just be so exciting. (laughs) It would be. Hopefully that happens, but they got to lock it down here for 20 more minutes of game time and be the upset of this first round as the 11th seed taking on the 6th seed. Yeah, you know, they just have to do some simple things. They haven't done too many things where it's question whether they have the ability to play tonight or not. We've seen a lot of just ill-advised passes by Utah Tech because of this trap zone defense by Stephen of Austin. I like to double-team the, the one with the ball in their hand and create a lot of traffic and create some opportunities for themselves to steal balls and that's why I brought up the steals in this one with 6-3 to three in favor for Stephen F. Austin Stephen F. Austin loves to use their defensive creative mindset to create their offense and for Utah Tech it isn't about creating defense into offense, it's just about creating offense and then creating defense to complement the offense and to kind of balance itself out so one team relies more on one side of the ball versus one team trying to balance both sides of the basketball and we'll just see which strategy comes out on top in the second half. So far, it's Utah Tech with a three-point lead. For Utah Tech, Danza Leader has three fouls. Trey Edmonds, Tanner Christensen, and Frank Stain, all with two personals. Nigel Hawkins, Day-Day Hall, and Armbrester all have two personal fouls for Stephen F. Austin. So always keep a lookout on that just a little bit, but Still a lot of freedom. More fouls for everyone uh, to give up here. 
Yeah, you know, that just comes with the game. I mean, 11 fouls for Utah Tech, 8 fouls for Stephen F. Austin. It picked up a little late in that first half there, Spencer, with early in the game, there was 5 foul calls before 5 minutes were gone, but then there was a stretch there where it was just a lot of back-and-forth play, so there wasn't a whole lot of foul calls getting called, and then kind of after the 8-minute mark of the first half until the very end, there was just foul call after foul call after foul call or loose ball foul or, or something like that. We have not seen a whole lot of charges or um, blocks in this game so far. It's been a lot of just sloppy little technical push or rubs or bumps or, or, or hand checks. It hasn't been a whole lot of aggressive defensive calls to go up against either team yet. Yeah, hopefully Isaiah Pope will be able to take that charge. Seems like at least once a game he's able to stand in there and take one and make a huge play for the Trailblazers on the defensive end. Pope and Gooden have yet to hit threes. I've had some good looks at it. So if the Trailblazers can knock down those big shots, it's possible that the 11 seed can dethrone the 6 seed and keep their hopes alive in the conference tournament. We have seen it already in this tournament. The 11 seed beat the 6 seed team. We saw it in the women's, the Seattle U over Stephen of Austin. We saw some close games today, so there was possibilities of the lower seeds to get the better of the higher seeds. They just have to, you know, you got to keep believing. You got to keep believing one day like a UMBC will upset a Virginia. You got to hope one day the, the the David can get over to the Goliath. Yeah, no one saw Seattle U beating UT Arlington and the player of the year on the women's side of it coming, and it happened. Second half action going to be coming up for us. Very soon, we're going to take a 60-second break here and have that action for you here on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Tomorrow, the Utah Tech women's basketball team will be playing Cal Baptist in the second round of the women's side of Western Athletic Conference basketball tournament going to be in the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Yeah, we get to go over to the Orleans Arena tomorrow, and after being in the Michelob Ultra Arena, we want to thank everybody in the Michelob Ultra Arena for making our experience a fun one. The Western Athletic Conference got to double dip a little bit and be part of the venue at Mandalay Bay, the Michelob Ultra Arena, and later on in the Orleans Arena, because the West Coast Conference was wrapping up their conference tournament action tonight. Gonzaga beat St. Mary's 77-51 to finalize that one. So the Bulldogs continuing to win the conference tournament in the West Coast Conference year after year. What else is new with Gonzaga? Just an amazing program they've become. So now that that action is over, the WAC can move over to that venue. And uh, I think it works out well. I mean... There's so much going on in Las Vegas, but it's all so close if you really think about it. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think if I remember it correctly, I think it's the Mountain West, the Pac 12, the WCC, and the Western Athletic Conference. All four of those conference championships are all in Las Vegas, with I believe the um, Mountain West being over at the Thomas and Mac Arena, and then. Um, the Pac-12 being at the T-Mobile Arena and obviously us being in the Orleans and Mikula Ultra Arena. So it's a lot of fun to um, travel around in Las Vegas and see all the new arenas and whatnot as we get back to action here. It's a booming town, and Trailblazers get possession to start the second half. 
Frank's taking to take the first shot. First crack at it left corner. Three is missed just long. Rebound, though, by the Trailblazers and Isaiah Pope. Kickout pass going to take the three and miss the air ball there by Isaiah Pope. Goes out of bounds. Not the start the Trailblazers wanted. We're able to get two shots out of it, though. But Stephen F. Austin retains possession. Still shooting woes from the three-point line as teams can still not knock down any of them. Pass in to Tezeno. He goes up with it, can't get it to go. Rebounded by Utah Tech. So interestingly enough, kind of the unwritten rule, you start, your in the second half, you start the starters. So Rody Ware and Day-Day Hall not in for Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, we still don't understand why they haven't started as Cam Gooden missed a bucket there and got got uh, credit for the turnover. As the ball goes back to Stephen F. Austin on a jump ball. And I don't know why Dede Hall and Rody Ware aren't playing. They are some of the better players for Stephen F. Austin, but because they haven't played a whole lot, it has led to Utah Tech take the lead, and you take that any day of the week. And a foul here. Speaking of which, Hall is going to come back to the scores table. Foul here in the loose ball situation. Going to be charged against Stephen F. Austin. So Trailblazers will get the basketball here. A minute played here in the second half. We're still at 31-28. Same starters like we mentioned, which means it's Cam Gooden, Jacob Nichols, Frank Stain, Isaiah Pope, and Tanner Christensen. Here five for Utah Tech in all red. Jordan Unis with white trim. Stephen F. Austin, the home team, in all whites with purple numbers, same purple trim. Pass fed into Tanner Christensen. He's met by Tezano. Ball's popped out. Goes out of bounds. Going to be off Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, nine seconds left here for Utah Tech after that ball got knocked out of Tanner Christensen's hands. We'll see what they can come up with in these final seconds. <coughs> Cam Gooden makes a tough pass over to Frank Stain. Finds him open from the right corner, he takes the three and is just off the mark, barely. Rebounded there by Stephen F. Austin. Dede Hall in the trail, Jostle. Playing a two-man game, Jostle goes off Hall's screen. Tried to pass that one out, took a host, but that one's deflected out by Frank Stain. So 11 on the shot clock for SFA. Not three-point shooting at all tonight. I, I know I've talked about it, but two of thirteen for two of thirteen for Utah Tech. One of eight for Stephen F. Austin. The three-point shooting didn't get off the bus today. Cahoos tried to get ahead full steam, stumbled a little bit, and passed it off to Tezano. He's going to have to go up with it to beat the shot clock. Tough shot and misses everything except the backboard. Going to result in a shot clock violation. A great defensive stand by Utah Tech. Now we're two minutes in, and we're still at 31-28. No one's scored yet in the second half. I was about to bring that up. I mean, just three three ill-advised shots by Stephen F. Austin and just slow play by Stephen F. Austin themselves and where they haven't been able to knock down any shots. Both teams locking up on the defensive end combined with poor shooting that has just kept the lid on the basket. Tanner Christensen trying Post up down on the right block. Draws the foul. Second team foul on Stephen F. Austin this half. Trailblazers yet to be whistled. Yeah. 
Good in surveying. Just dumps it off to Isaiah Pope. But on the other end of the court, Tanner Christensen's going to get whistled for an illegal screen. He was trying to free up, I believe, Jacob Nichols to get the Troublers another look. Yeah, that'll be Tanner's third. And if, oh. he had, if he had third, what about, I don't know, four minutes left, we could live with that with three with just almost three minutes gone is not a good idea. Turnover there. And going the other way, soon if Austin Jostle takes his first three of the game, that one rims out. Offense rebound for SFA. Going up with it, great lob pass by Cahoos, and it's thrown down by Dede Hall. Yeah, Dede Hall had to work for that one as he had to kind of work his way back to just get that slam dunk there on the alley-oop there by Cahoos. 17-20 to go in our game. Hall has the first two points of the second half. But Cam Gooden, there he is, the red Camaro with the answer and the N1. Tough shot by Cam Gooden to extend this lead back to three with a chance to add on one more. Yeah, the red Camaro will just never let Utah Tech be out of it there as he had to work his way all the way around for that layup, get the N1 as well. There's just so much fight and so much heart inside Cam Gooden. We're so happy we found the red Camaro and he's able to come to our school and give us opportunities to win basketball games. Foul goes against A.J. Kahoost, and Kahoost in kind of in denial there. And on the replay, really not as much contact as it looked live, but probably still the right call. Cam Gooden gets the second and one of the game. We get another replay of that. Just good screen there by Tanner Christensen to open up the one-on-one. Good play overall. I know Utah Tech might be an 11 seed there, Spencer, and I know their record says 13 and 18. That is an 11 seed because of their 5 and 13 record in the conference play. But sometimes Utah Tech, Utah Tech likes to play over their weight and kind of play like they're an eight or a, or a six seed or a seven seed team sometimes. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, teams at the bottom of the conference, you know, the worst seed in the tournament. Were teams that you know just get k- killed during the conference play, get just beaten by double digits. Utah Tech just constant, you know, hard fought losses by single digits, and you know, obviously five wins in conference. Their the best night, one coming against good. Southern Utah, and that's so the Trailblazers lead it 34 30, 17 15 to go here in our game. Cahoost. Gets the switch off. Christensen now guarding him. Now they switch against Gooden. Now back on the guard. Pass over to Hawkins. Hawkins goes up with it. Misses the jumper from about 10 feet. Rebound is launched up in the air. Both teams tipping it around, and the Trailblazers eventually contain it. See what Utah Tech does as the next whistle will be the media timeout. Nichols gets that poke from him. Latrell Jostle going the other way, going up with it. And Frank Stain meets him at the high point. And, man, Frank Stain did the pretty much the best job he could do and still whistled for a foul there. It was the same thing last week against Grand Canyon. You're, you and I remember the transition off, transition possession by Grand Canyon. And Frank Stain got, also got called for a foul on a block that I thought that was just, just a straight-up block. 
So Jossel at the line for two free throws. Two team fouls on Utah Tech. This have three for SFA. And that's Frank Stain's third foul of the game as well. So big call there. Utah Tech still staying with their starters. Charles also hits both free throws. 16 and a half to go here in our game. Utah Tech leads it by two with the ball. Cam Gooden, the 5'11 senior from Frisco, Texas. Leading scorer for the Trailblazers in this one. And he just deeply is fighting, does not want this to be his last game. Feeds it into Jacob Nichols. He goes up with it. Not the strongest move, but draws the foul there. Does Nichols, and he'll get two free throws of his own. Yeah, that was big right there because Cam Gooding was getting trapped up top of the key there and couldn't get really free to drive down lane. And Jacob Nichols took it right from went down low and tried to create it himself, and he did. Nichols hits the first free throw. Trailblazers been able to attempt a very... Very solid amount of free throws consistently in the first half and the second half have been at the line. That one fired up by Nichols, spins in and out, and rebounded by Stephen F. Austin. Dede Hall boarded it and brought it down the other way. Finally gives it up. Now Jossel has it. Quickly dumps it off to Dede Hall. He gets double teamed, though, and passes it back out to Jossel, who's wide open, and that three's missed short. Rebounded by Utah Tech. Still nobody can knock down a three-point shot in this game. Stain gets the pass from Cam Gooden. It's a little high, though, and he tried his best to get it, but two high sells out of bounds. It's going to be Stephen F. Austin ball here when we come back here on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. The Trailblazers lead it by three. We're just under 16 minutes here in our second half. 35-32, low-scoring affair. Utah Tech has hit two threes. Stephen Fawson has hit one. Sometimes it's just how the game goes. Every game is different. This one, low-scoring, lots of intensity on the defensive end, combined with breaking some shots beyond the arc. If we think to yesterday, Maggie McCord of the Trailblazers on the women's basketball, she herself went 5-for-9 from the three-point line. Has made more than both these two teams combined. <laughs> She has as both teams are two, excuse me, three of 23. Three of 23 at the line, at the three-point line. Two of 13 for Utah Tech, one of 10 for Stephen F. Austin. Everyone's game is different when we see teams like Stephen F. Austin, probably about the middle of the pack in three-pointers attempted. Abilene Christian does not attempt very many threes. Utah Valley can, but if Bondigo is so successful inside, they don't take very many threes. The Trailblazers tend to take a lot. No one quite like the Lady Trailblazers who have made that a staple of their game. Yesterday, the Lady Trailblazers 12 of 33 from the three-point line. But with their ball movement and just the centers and stretch fours always ready to shoot, it 
tends to work for the Utah Tech women's basketball team. You live by the three, you die by the three, and they live by that style every single time. Coming out of this meeting timeout, Stephen F. Austin basketball. Three is up by Ware and Miss Short. Armbruster goes up and gets that one. Excuse me, Bubron goes up and gets that over everyone and extends his possession for Stephen F. Austin as Utah Tech getting whistled for a foul. Holding Bubron as he holding that rebound. 14 fouls for Stephen F. Austin, three on Utah Tech. Hawkins the inbound for the Lumberjacks. Bubron, 6'9", junior. A lot of bounce with his size. And he got a big offensive rebound there, which eventually leads to Hawkins getting a little runner from about eight feet to fall. 35-34, Utah Tech. Couldn't drive it on Jossel. Gets right where we wanted to go. Kick out to Jacob Nichols. Three from left corner is hit. Great assist by Cam Gooden. Jacob Nichols spotting up in rhythm with some confidence there and hits a huge shot. Big time three there for Utah Tech. That's the third made three for Utah Tech. The fourth made three in this game. Off ball foul. They're going to call fourth on Frank. And I think that's basically going to end his entire day until probably about four minutes left. Utah Tech gets his lead back up to four. Stephen F. Austin. Always trying to bounce back. And they draw another foul there. So Frank staying with four fouls. Tanner Christensen and Denza leader at three. Inbounded into Jostle. He takes NBA three from the left wing. And it's Miss Long. Rebounded by Utah Tech. 14.30 to go here in our second half. Good and driving, get some separation. Great move on Hawkins, going up with it. And Bubron tried to stay vertical, but went down with his hands and hit Cam Gooden. He's going to get two free throws. Yeah, and that's going to be another trip to the free throw line for Utah Tech in this one. That's just been a very good back and forth here. Almost we got four and a half minutes left until we reach about halfway point of the second half. Gooden hits the first free throw. What can you say? Small teams, lower seed teams can sometimes play like bigger seed teams. We'll talk about it all night. Knocks down both of them. Cam Gooden in this season. Averaging 16.1 points per game. As we mentioned, second team all whack. The highest honors on all whack team any Trailblazer got this season. Utah Tech leading this one 40 to 34. Dayday Hall pass over to Jostle. Jostle to Hawkins. A lot of ball movement on this possession. Hawkins going up all the way. Nichols kind of just gave him the easy lane, and Hawkins gets the bucket to go 40 to 36. Yeah, good bucket there by Steven F. Austin. They hunted down the shot that they wanted. They kind of went through their offensive transition right there and found a good spot. Off ball foul once again. Going to be charged to Derek Tezanel. Who is definitely smaller than the Aurora, Colorado native Trey Edmonds, listed at 6'10. 
trying to handle Edmonds, and that's just a hard ask. Yeah, that was just a hard ask. It's not something you can do very easily. So, bench coming off out on the court again, and Gonzalez and leader with Isaiah Pope, Cam Gooden, and Jacob Nichols. And Isaiah Pope gets his catch there, goes all the way, and gets a tough finish to go. Frank Stein can't do it. You go to Isaiah Pope because he can. Jacob Nichols all over Hawkins. He puts that one up and gets it to fall. Nigel Hawkins making a tough shot from the left-hand side this time from about eight feet. You just hit that top left corner, right corner of the square on the backboard, and Nick will just go in for you, and that one did for Hawkins. Gooden, pull-up jumper is missed. Rebounded by Stephen F. Austin. Where has it? Dumps it into Dede Hall. Double team, but Hall's taller than both of them. Gooden and Gonzalez and goes up with it and gets the bucket to fall. Dede Hall, a good player, even with this left shoulder brace he has on. Twelve thirty in our game left. Gooden trying to feed Trey Edmonds. Too much to handle there. Trey Edmonds probably should have caught that one and then falls out of his hands and goes out of bounds. Forty-two forty. The eleven seed Trailblazers leading the six seed Lumberjacks. The winner plays Southern Utah in two days. Hawkins driving. Jump stops, turn around, pull up jumper from eight feet is good. First time it's been tied, I believe, since 0-0, which was the start of the game. 42-42, 12 minutes left to go. Good in driving, a lot of pressure by Ware. Ware stayed in front of him until late as Gooden went up with the layup on the right-hand side, missed it too strong. Rebound by Stephen F. Austin. They go the other way, and Tezano goes through Isaiah Pope and draws the blocking foul. Tezano's going to have two free throws. We're at our under 12 media timeout. We're tied at 42. Be back in 60 seconds on 91.3 The Blaze. You. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. It's been a physical game. A lot of fouls. Most recent, Tezno drawing the foul. Charge to Isaiah Pope. The Lumberjacks have a chance to take this lead back. They have not led in the second half. As we were tied at 42. Yeah, and tied at 42 in, in a lead that was up to about six for Utah Tech. And since then... Utah Tech's kind of gone cold since they went up 42-36. It's 6-0 run for Stephen F. Austin in the last minute and 37 seconds. So a little bit over 90 seconds, Stephen F. Austin took it from a six-point deficit to a tie ball game with an opportunity to go up to. So <clears throat> to be down six and a plus swing eight, that's a pretty impressive run there by uh, Stephen F. Austin. Dede Holland, Armbrester. Off the bench for Stephen F. Austin at eight points apiece. Cam Gooden of the Trailblazers with 13 points. Frank Stain 
Been bugged by foul trouble, but has nine for Utah Tech. Tina Fawson during conference play, 11 and 7. Utah Tech, 5 and 13. Trailblazers had a rough start to conference play. And I think everyone realized in the same breath that the Western Athletic Conference is highly skilled and highly competitive. It is. And you know what? Every game today has been in a competitive state. Nothing's been a complete blowout, nothing has been completely out of reach. This one, it's just been good back and forth. And so far, Stephen F. Austin's been able to steal back the momentum. First free throw by Tezano is good. Stephen F. Austin gets that first lead of the second half. 11.45 to go here. Been a long day in Las Vegas in a good way. A lot of fun basketball action. This is game four of four tonight. And tomorrow when we wake up, it will be the commencement of round two on the women's side of things. Edmonds going up with it. Jump hook can't get it to go. Rebound is fought for by Trevor Snooty. Eventually Snooty's able to go up with it and get the bucket to go. Trevor Snooty, a huge bucket for the Trailblazers and the lead is back for Utah Tech. Just like that, we take the lead right back. 11-11 to go. 44-43. Ware. Just keeping it himself. Now finally drives. Pull-up jumper is good. Rody Ware. Taking his time. Got to his spot and hits the 10-foot jumper to take the lead back. Pope driving on where? At the right elbow. Now back out behind the three-point line. Passes it over to leader, leader. Tried to launch that pass in to Trey Edmonds. Edmonds wasn't really ready for it, and that ball is turned over. Yeah, just sloppy, sloppy play there by Utah Tech. Couldn't really handle the ball there particularly well as John Juggins wanted it, and... Because of that, they turn the ball over and give Stephen F. Austin an opportunity to add to this lead. Edmonds subs out. Trevor Snooney, Tanner Christensen, Danza leader, Noah Gonzalez, and Isaiah Pope. On the court for Utah Tech. Where Tezano, Nigel Hawkins, Day-Day Hall, and Latrell Joss with the 5-4, Stephen F. Austin. 10 on the shot clock. Ware has it guarded by Danzel Leader. Dumps it into Dede Hall. He goes up with it. Can't get the layup to go. Rebound there by Noel Gonzalez. And we are now at the 10-minute mark. Isaiah Pope got the outlet pass. Going all the way. Gets the floater to fall. Trickled around the rim and fell. And just every basket is resulting in lead changes in this game. That is just neck and neck. Utah Tech leads it 46-45. Under 10 minutes left to go in the second half here. Let's see what happens in the very backhand of this half. Nigel Hawkins loses his footing and getting it whistled for a travel. He's mad. He thought he got tripped up, but I actually do think that was the right call. I think he slipped on the court or maybe his own feet. No one really hit him. 
Yeah, you you always as a player want to try to sell it, try to sell sell it to the referees and say, "Hey, give me the call," and they're like, "Nope, you just tripped." Pope, left-hand side. Looks into Christensen, who's posting up. But skips that one over to Snooty. Snooty from Lehigh, Utah as well. Similar to Noel Gonzalez. Pass it off to Denzel Leader. Leader going all the way. Left-hand side. Layup is good. Sending the lead to three. In the last couple games, Denzel Leader and Noel Gonzalez's roles have diminished a little bit. In this game, they played some big-time minutes due to foul trouble here for Utah Tech. Where pass it over to Hawkins. Hawkins going on all the way. Step back jumper is Miss Long. And Isaiah Pope gets the rebound for Utah Tech. Going all the way once again. Pope goes up with it. Hopped a little bit. Going to get called for the travel. And another turnover by Utah Tech. Yeah, just can't turn the ball over like that. I get Isaiah Pope didn't want to get called for a travel there. But did. Just something you can't do. Especially with only a three-point lead. Pope has done a good job all season and especially tonight being aggressive getting to the free throw line but that one was just a little bit forced and it's turned over to Stephen F. Austin 8.40 to go here in our second half 48-45 11C Trailblazers leading it have led for the majority of this game and an off ball foul called I believe Going to be charged to Tanner Christensen. The refs meet up and decide to actually call a double foul. So Christensen of Utah Tech going to get called for the foul. And we'll see on Stephen F. Austin who is going to join in on this one. I think... I want to say it was Caduce. I'm going to say Kajus got it. No, um, Borum. Borum. Head coach Kyle Keller of SFA talking with the officials. A little confused he is. But his team retains possession. 15 on the shot clock. Pass inbounded, and Trevor Snooty telegraphed that. Almost brought in the steal. A trail jostle. And Snooty met at the ball at the same time, and jostle was able to jostle it away. <laughs> I saw what you did there. And Jostle stole it. He went right back up with it and actually was fouled, so Hill will be at the free throw line. First free throw is up and good for Latrell Jostle. The sophomore guard from Chicago, Illinois. Listed at 5'11". As Jostle hits both of them. So Utah Tech holding on to one point lead. Eight and a half to go here in our game. Bit of pressure shown there by Stephen F. Austin. Easily beaten though by Utah Tech. Ball handling skills of Cam Gooden. Good and going. Has kept it himself this whole possession. Alexis to stay with it and makes a tough shot. Floated up from about six feet and it fell. Cam Gooden. Nice shot. time shot there. Big time shot indeed. I answer though. 
three for Kyle Heyman, wide open left-hand corner, right in front of his bench, and hits the three, rattles at home. Now we're not up at 50. 7.58 to go here, brings us to our under-eight media timeout. We'll see you in 60 seconds here on Utah Tech Radio. Mom was- it's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Had a few ties here throughout this game. And at this moment, knotted up at 50. Stephen F. Austin has outscored Utah Tech by three this second half. Our first 12 minutes of play here in the second half. Yeah, you talked about that ties. It was only one lead change the last time these two teams met. Both teams have been able to get their shooting down a little bit better as Stephen F. Austin, six of their last eight. And Utah Tech is four of their last four. So the offense has kind of risen up from the grave a little bit after that struggle in the first half to get even points as it was 31-28 at half, and both teams have been able to put up 20-plus points already in the second half. This is game four of four of the first round of the WAC basketball tournament for the men's side of things. And to this point, has not been an upset yet. The eight seed beat the nine seed. And they've all been close. But the higher seed, the, the best seed has prevailed in these first three games. Yeah, the eight seed beat the ninth seed. The five seed beat the 11 seed. And then um, five seed beat the 12. The seven beat the 10. And now six and 11 are matching up here to finish the night. We're grateful to members of the Stampede who drove about an hour and 50 minutes to be a part of this one with us. The perks of being the closest team to Las Vegas in the Western Athletic Conference. And it works out well for the women's and men's basketball tournament because it's going it, to, well, it's here to stay in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I owe you $20 worth of gas. Thanks for the ride. No problem. It was a beautiful day in Las Vegas and in southern Utah. Good road conditions. Hagen Wright has checked in for the Trailblazers, and he fires up a shot there just off the mark and rebounded there by Stephen F. Austin. Noah Gonzalez, Cam Gooden, Hagen Wright, Dan's the leader. Jacob Nichols, the 5-4 Utah Tech. Now on defense here is Kyle Heyman, directs traffic. He's the one that just hit that three from the left corner to tie this one. He goes up with it, though, and gets swatted by Denzel Leader. More importantly, Noah Gonzalez was able to track down the rebound. Great job by Denzel Leader. Not making anything easy there for Kyle Hammond. Excuse me, Heyman. Going all the way, though, Cam Gooden. Fires up the floater a little too strong. Trying to fight for the rebound is Nichols, but eventually Stephen F. Austin gets possession of it, and Latrell Jostle going all the way, misses that layup too strong, so the Trailblazers now have a chance to transition offense of their own. Nichols down low, goes left, and gets the scoop shot to go. And the Trailblazers have the lead once again. Yeah, the Trailblazers have been able to keep the lead for mo- for the most part of this game with just structured defense and good offense and some good luck as well. And right there, it worked all well for Jacob Nichols. Passing to Armbrester. Good patience, and it pays off as he gets his defender 
to jump a little bit, and Armbrister goes back up and gets the easy bucket. We're tied at 52. Yeah, with all the foul trouble for Utah Tech in this one, they haven't been able to put all their bigs in the game, and because of that, they got to have Trey, Tanner, and Frank on the bench. Hagen Wright just not strong enough to keep Armbrister from that rebound. Armbrister in double figures now. He's made five twos. He's perfect. From the floor tonight, Danzelier taking the mid-range jumper. Rebound goes right to the hands of Hanging Right. He just dumps it off to Cam Gooden, who fires up the three and hits it. Cam Gooden, now a spark for Utah Tech from three-point range. He hits his first three of the night. Fourth three of the fourth three of the game here for Stephen F. Austin as that's the first for Cam Gooden in this game. One of four from the three-point line. Armrester has it. Puts it up. The floater from about the left elbow. Hagen Wright had the rebound for a second. Armbrister took it from over top of him and goes back up with it. So yeah. Armbrister, his first miss of the night, and he follows that up with an offensive rebound and just gets another bucket. Yeah, just just a little sloppy play there with the basketball. Hagen Wright was so mad at himself when he looked up. He's like, oh, you just made the bucket, and I got the rebound. Good pass over to Gonzalez. Gonzalez skips over to leader. Leader, a lot of space. Doesn't take the shot, likes to drive, has the layup. Oh, he misses it. Danzelier had an easy left-handed layup and just missed it short. Stephen Foster going the other way, attempting a three. Shots fired up and missed. Rebounded there by Utah Tech. That's the second one for Danzel today. He missed the other one early in the first half, laid it off and hit the rim. And on the second one, he hit the rim as well. Was there by the officials? Official timeout. Yeah, I saw the officials call for a timeout. It looked like it was just a 30 second timeout. We'll take it real, real quick and we'll be right back. Take a 16 and break here on 913. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Been neck and neck this whole second half. Trailblazers hanging on to a one-point lead. 4.48 left of game time. Could be a while here, though. Maybe we even get overtime. That's kind of how this day has been. Close game after close game after close game. And now this one, the fourth of four games. Been nonstop action in the Mitchell Ultra Arena here in the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Yeah, as it's, as it's a late one here, it's 11.32 here in St. George, Utah. We thank all the fans that are still listening for Utah Tech Athletics. Definitely wish I was in bed getting ready for work tomorrow, but nonetheless, I'm having fun here on Utah Tech Utah Tech Radio with you, Spencer, calling this fun of a game here between Stephen F. Austin and Utah Tech, which has gone, as you said, has gone back and forth so many times today is Kind of been entertaining if it didn't. Utah Tech wins basketball. Got their first Division I postseason win yesterday. And the men can replicate that if they pull this win off against Stephen F. Austin as the 11th seed. Be the upset of the first round on the men's side of things as our first three games were competitive. But the better seeds prevailed in all three. They did, but we're in a different scenario here, and you can't call it until the very end. Denzel Leader has it up top. 
A lot of pressure from Seaman Faust in this possession. Shot clock is winding down. Cam Gooden, doesn't matter. Eight-foot floater rattles in. And now Utah Tech leads it by three. The red Camaro, man, the red Camaro, once he gets that sixth gear, he's not going anywhere. Cahoost driving, lost the handle of it. Frank Stain and Cahoost both deflecting it. Last touched off Frank Stain. 15 on the shot clock, Stephen F. Austin. Going to stick with it here on this possession. Yeah, under just a little bit over four minutes left to go. Both teams are in the bonus situation, so bonus plus could come into play here a little late. Cahoost gives it off to Armbrester. Armbrester right back to Cahoost. Shot clock's winding down at three, at two. Someone's going to have to throw it up, and no one's able to. Great defensive stand there by Utah Tech. Some vice grip defense, and the Trailblazers with a three-point lead to get the ball back. 3.50 to go here in our game, under four media timeout. We'll be back on 91 Through the Blaze in 60 seconds. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Cam Gooden has game high 18 points. And the Trailblazers holding on to a three-point lead over Stephen F. Austin. Utah Tech, the 11th seed in this WAC tournament. Been exciting postseason play, and we we've just gotten into it. We are not even at March Madness yet. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Not yet, not yet. 68 team bracket will be set by Sunday, but a lot of conference champions have to be decided before then. A lot of people and teams controlling their own destiny, trying to become part of the narrative. And we will have to see what happens here. This is our final game of round one here. Eminence Lobultra Arena, part of the Mandalay Bay on Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, we know for sure, Spencer. I don't know if you saw it earlier today. Furman, Furman University booked their ticket to the March Madness dance after going 26-7, winning their conference. Their first trip to the tournament in almost 40-plus years. They haven't been since 1980. How 40-plus years is that? An exciting feat that they have just accomplished. So from the Houston Cougars, number one team in the nation, to teams like Furman, just be exciting to see on Sunday where everyone gets placed. What side of the bracket, what region, what location, and what seating. Yeah, isn't it weird, Spencer, that Alabama is good not only in football and dominating the world there, but they're also good in basketball because they were ranked number one in basketball and that's the first time in a long time that a football team is going to rank one in football and in basketball, as Tennessee also did this year as they were ranked one in football and in basketball as well. It's looking like the Tide will get a one of the four one seeds. Pro- projected that teams like Purdue, Kansas, Houston, UCLA, or Alabama are in the mix at, at those one seats. Trailblazers with the three-point lead and the ball here. 3.33 to go in our second half. Shot clock is at six. Cam Gooden dumps it off to Isaiah Pope. Pope 
trying to get Frank Stein going towards the basket. But Derek Tezano swiped that away. The 6'5 guard, sophomore, has a bigger wingspan than you think. Another steal there for Tezano. No points for Steven of Austin in the last almost two and a half minutes. They've been quiet. Hawkins has a lanky Christensen guarding him. Passes that one out. Dede Hall gets his catch and skips it back out to Hawkins. Four on the shot clock now. Three Hawkins going to have to go up with it. And Tanner Christensen down for tonight. with tons of pressure, but going to get whistled for the foul there. An unlucky day. An unlucky night for Tanner Christensen. 0 for 2 from the floor. Scoreless. And his night is over. First player of this game to foul out. Yeah, and it comes at a big time. Unfortunately, it's at just under three minutes left. And, yeah, it's kind of a ticky-tack foul. I, I kind of get it. The arms, the, con- the connect, all that. So, just going to have to accept it and move on. Stephen F. Austin, 10 of 14 from the free throw line. Pending two more free throws on the behalf of Nigel Hawkins. Hawkins, 6'4", senior from Houston, Texas. Him and Rody Ware, seniors that get a lot of playing time. Still, yep. still people like Day-Day Hall, only a sophomore. Armbrister, only a sophomore. Trail Jossel, only a sophomore as team. May only get better. First free throw is hit there by Hawkins. Second one rims out. So the Trailblazers have the ball here under three minutes with a two-point lead. Cam Gooden dumps the pass off to Jacob Nichols. Nichols just gives it back to Gooden. Six on the shot clock. Got to make something happen now. Gooden drives. Going to take it all the way. Left hand layup. Trickles in. A tough finish for Cam Gooden. He now has 20 on the night. Yeah, the Red Camaro won't give up, man. He just won't ever stop. And in that moment, he went by four Stephen F. Austin players and was not going to be denied. Jossel passes it down to Hall. Hall, a lot of patience. When she goes back, goes up with it with a nice move and misses it long and a rebound by Utah Tech. Even though Stephen F. Austin got a free throw, they have not made a bucket in over three minutes. They've been quiet. Trailblazers having a patient possession and eventually decide to call a timeout here just to set something up. About 16 on the shot clock. Be huge if through the mind of head coach John Judkins that team can execute, get another bucket here to extend that lead. We are under two minutes. Yeah, you want to you, you want to keep the season alive. Honestly, that's the truth. I mean, hey, you never want to go home. As simply as it is, Spencer, you never want to go home. You don't want to go home early. You want to make it at least a round or two and make it competitive. But sometimes the basketball gods are cruel that way. Isaiah Pope, Cam Gooden, Frank Stain, Danza Leader. Jacob Nichols, the five on the court for the Trailblazers. Blazers. 
As we mentioned, the winner of this faces Southern Utah on Thursday. And tomorrow, the Lady Trailblazers are in Vegas. Women's side of the WAC tournament. The five-seed Blazers playing the four-seed Cal Baptist Lancers. It could be a really high-scoring affair. Both teams love to shoot the three-ball and shoot it well. Both teams now breaking the huddle. 150 to go here. Utah Tech with the ball and a four-point lead. Yeah, just under two to go. It's going to be big. Pass inbounded to Jacob Nichols. Can't hang on to it too long. Ten seconds left to go on the shot clock. Comes off to Cam Gooden. Person you want to have the ball. With that being said, Gooden spits that one up. It's stolen by Tezano, and he goes all the way and gets the layup to go. Good job there by Jacob Nichols to run it down, but not foul in that situation. Just let it go and get the ball back and come up with a new play. Two-point lead for Utah Tech. Just about 90 seconds left to go on this one. Gooden driving right, holds back, drives left, gets a poke from him. Tracks it down. A little reset here for the Trailblazers. Now Isaiah Pope has it. He's trying to go all the way. Good defense on ball. With help defense came and just slapped Isaiah Pope in the arms. He's going to get two free throws. Yeah, he's going to get a foul, foul call there as he was driving inside. Good decision there by Isaiah Pope as they were kind of scrambling there a little late in the shot clock and were able to get something off before the end. Pope's first free throw missed long. His first miss of the game from the charity stripe. One more free throw pending. A minute 13 to go here in our game. Tatek leading it by three now as Pope hits the second free throw. 60 to 57. Just a little bit over a minute. Got to play smart. No fouls. Hawkins. Goes left, passes it out to Jostle. Jostle thought about the three, will take it, fires it up, and nails it. Huge shot there by Latrell Jostle. He shot so many threes throughout his career and this season. And perhaps the biggest one of his season is hit right there. We're knotted up at 60. We are. Under a minute to go. Utah Tech with a 2 for one opportunity. Cam Gooden taking the three from the right wing. Misses that three just long. And Frank Stane not getting up with the play is going to draw the foul. Latrell Jostle is going to get called with the illegal box blockout, which is going to send Frank Stane to the line. A huge call by the officials, which results in the favor of Utah Tech. Yeah, that's going to be Jostle's only second one, so there's no sense of someone's got to come out of the game here for Stephen F. Austin. It's just an unfortunate call there. Frank Stane going to be at the line. Has not shot free throws today. Stane has had a tough game battling through foul trouble. Still putting up good numbers, though, at nine points and five rebounds. Now in double figures as he hits the first free throw. Yeah, he's played really well tonight. Stepped up in ways that he had to. Ten points. And two free throw shots go in. and Big two points here for Utah Tech. Stain hits both free throws. 
Leaves the mark there. Has 11 points on the night. 20 seconds on the shot clock. About 28 on the game clock. Stephen F. Austin going. With some pace and some poise. With a two-point deficit. As Dayday Hall collects. Rody wears scraps. Wasn't the greatest pass, but Hall had the tenacity. Got his catch, went up with it, and it made the shot. We're tied at 62. Utah Tech crosses half court, calls timeout. 12.2 seconds to go. Trailblazers called timeout. Have plenty of time to call Passet here and win this game here. Yeah, it's going to be a big possession here. 12.2 left to go. Tie ball game. Both teams in the bonus. So if anybody gets fouled, there's going to be free throw shots. And especially with them going with a half in court, half court, half court inbound play here. On that last one, all Utah Tech had to do was just play some stellar defense and just couldn't come up with it at the very end. All the Trailblazers have to do in this possession, whether they get a bucket or not, is ensure that Stephen Fossen has no time to make a game-winning shot of their own. And men's basketball cannot advance it after a timeout. So even if Stephen Fossen gets a stop here and they call timeout, they will still have the full length of the court to go. Something we did not mention, Stephen Fossen's last game of the regular season. Lost to Utah Valley 113-69. Just not a close contest. Well, Dede Hall and Rody Ware did not even play. More importantly, though, we've resumed action. Trailblazers going. Cam Gooden under the basket. Pass it off to Frank Stain. Stain from the left corner. Fires up to three. Can't get it to go. Isaiah Pope fought for the offensive rebound. No one able to hit a bucket there. We go into overtime. 62-62, our first overtime of the WAC tournament, whether it be the men's side or the women's side. And, of course, it's the late-night game. Upset is possible for Utah Tech. The 11 seed forcing some extra time against the 6 seed Lumberjacks. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one here between the Trailblazers and the Lumberjacks in overtime. Five minutes of free basketball no matter what from here on out. Excited for the overtime, but we have the time to take a break here. We'll see you 90 seconds for extended. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Utah Tech wins the first half. Outscoring Stephen F. Austin 31-28. And a little reversal there in the second half as Stephen F. Austin outscores Utah Tech 34-31. It all equals up to us. Knotted up at 62 at the end of regulation. Extra time. Here we come. Five-minute overtime period. The bad news for the Trailblazers, Tanner Christensen is unable to go. He's been disqualified. Five fouls. He's done for the night. Frank Stain has four personal fouls. No one for Stephen F. Austin has four fouls. Yeah, so 31-28 at half. So Utah Tech scored 31 in that second half, and that means Stephen F. Austin scored... 32? 30, 33. 33, 34. 34. Scored 34 in that second half. Plus three in favor of Stephen F. Austin. For 
Lumberjacks in double figures in Latrell Jocelyn and Nigel Hawkins at 11 points apiece. Day-Day Hall at 10. And Armbrester with a team-high 12 points. The tip is won by Stephen F. Austin in a weird positioning as Day-Day Hall is just stuck on the ground. Yeah, Stephen F. Austin had to call a timeout so they can keep the possession. Never seen that. Never seen that four seconds into overtime where timeout had to be used in that situation. But great coaching, great awareness by the entire staff and the players on court to call that timeout for Stephen F. Austin to initiate this overtime period with possession. Yeah, I've never seen that either, four seconds into overtime, but they only got four minutes and 56 seconds left to play, so no matter what, it's going to end here tonight, and this is going to be a fun way to end. Well, Utah Tech won the tip to start the game. Tanner Christensen won the tip for the Trailblazers. Different person had to jump to start overtime, and Stephen F. Austin, even though they had to use the timeout, wins the tip and will get awarded the, the first possession of the overtime period. So we got other scores from Utah Tech Athletics as the baseball team pulls off a win tonight over BYU, 10-9, final. A lot of games in the preseason played at Brookhurst Field because the weather's just better in Southern Utah than a lot of other places in the nation. In the coming weeks, the baseball team will be heading to Oklahoma State. Talked to a few of the baseball players. They're really excited for that. Oklahoma State, a big-time school, great baseball program, and super cool stadium. It is a super cool stadium. You're absolutely right about that. Come as timeout. Hawkins has it for the Lumberjacks. He keeps it himself, takes the floater from seven feet, misses it long. But Dede Hall tracks in the offensive rebound. Throws that pass away. Before it goes out of bounds, Isaiah Pope gets it. Going all the way, but runs over Latrell Jossel, and Jossel draws the charge. Isaiah Pope turns that one over. So close to looking promising for the Trailblazers. And after that mad scramble by both teams, it's Stephen F. Austin basketball after that charge. I just, I, he had he had Cameron good in down low, and he decided to keep it himself and go right up with it. A decision that he made, and just gotta live with it and move on. Telegraph pass. Denzel Leader has it going all the way and throws it down. The first points of overtime are by Denzel Leader, and the foul, a huge play. Way to go, Dancell Leader, to make up that mistake there by Isaiah Pope to get an and one as well. He read that pass perfectly. Brody Ware reaching on the shoulders, trying to stop it, and the and one. Beautiful play there by Dancell Leader. Likely, our King Garth St. George for Lincoln play of the game. It's up there. Cam Gooden's dunk is up there with it as well. Dancell Leader. Gonna have one free throw. Eight points on the night, two blocks, and a huge steal right there. Free throw is missed as Stephen F. Austin rebounds it. 64-62, Utah Tech leads it. We've played a minute of overtime, four minutes to go. Hawkins, primary ball handler in this overtime. He dumps that one off to Day-Day Hall. He goes up with it. Hall, tough finish. 
Yeah, Dede Hall has been a quiet one today. He hasn't really been stellar on the score sheet, though he's been 12 points. He's been a quiet 12 points tonight. Hall had 20 in January 12th, the first matchup against Utah Tech in a victory for the Lumberjacks. Danzel Leader gets a catch from the left corner, fires up three and hits it. Danzel Leader can do it all this overtime. Assist to Cam Gooden. The Trailblazers take the lead once again, now by three. 3.20 to go here in overtime. Yeah, six big points here for Danzel Leader with the last six for Utah Tech. Deanne won on the dunk, the steal, and the three-point shot. Just a beautiful way to end the night. Tezano got inside the paint. Got collapsed on, kicked out to Latrell Jostle. Jostle dribbling around, pulls up, takes the three from straight on in, hits it. Latrell Jostle coming alive. Loves shooting the three. Hits it at a high clip, has the green light at all times. We're tied at 67. Yes, we are. Good and slips it over to Pope. 10 on the shot clock. Pretty sticky position here for the Trailblazers. Pope drives. Passes to Frank Stain. Stain wide open for three and hits it right in front of the Trailblazer bench. Stain's defender gambled, tried to double team Isaiah Pope, and Pope made the right play to Frank Stain, the star from Inglewood, California. And Stain made him pay. No respect. No one by him. No one within seven feet in Stain. Nails the three. But Hawkins won't quit going the other way as he draws the foul. He's going to get two free throws. Yeah, Jacob Nichols almost got away with one there as he was really, really in a good position there defensively to stop that basketball and stop Hawkins from getting an and-one opportunity. Just at the very end, he swatted at the ball, and that was enough to get the referees to call it. Hawkins... The guard, one of four from the free throw line in regulation. Has 11 points on the night. The three point shooting has come alive a little bit more in this overtime period. Overall, six of 20 from three point land are the Trailblazers, four of 16 is the result for Stephen F. Austin. One point game. Hawkins struggled on his first four free throws, but goes two for two on that pair. Utah Tech has possession here, leads it 70 to 69. And a foul early in the possession called on Stephen F. Austin with two free throws for Utah Tech. And who else but Danzel Leader They able to get that dunk and the foul. Hit the three from the left corner. Now he gets got. Now he has some free throws. As Leader missed his first free throw in the overtime period. Yeah, who would have guessed it would have been Danzel Leader with four points, excuse me, seven points in this second half in the overtime. Seven points, the highest most points already in this overtime with just under two minutes left to go. Leader hits the first free throw, misses the second one long. Utah Tech leading by two. One good stop here will change the game. Hawkins directing traffic. Guarded by Frank Stain. Now switched off. Nichols taking him. Pass to Tezano. Tezano 
Gives it to Rodi Ware. Ware getting to his spot. Pull up from the right elbow is good. Right elbow shot that. You shoot your entire life. That 14-foot jumper is good by Roddy Ware. We're tied at 71. Action for the men. 133 to go here. Timeout taken. Will be Thursday. Tomorrow is round two for the women's tournament. Where the Utah Tech Trailblazers will take on Cal Baptist. That'll be a 3 o'clock start. We'll have that one for you here on 91.3 The Blaze. We are past midnight here. So today we will call the women's game, and tomorrow we'll, <laughs> call, we'll call the men's game. Isaiah Pope has it. Driving right. Going up with it between two defenders. Gets it to go, and the foul. Isaiah Pope. A grown man move. And Trailblazers lead it once again. Yeah, I'm not going to get my hopes up yet. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. It's still plenty of time. 73 seconds left to go as it's a minute 13 left. <clears throat> Big opportunity to go up plus three here and put Stephen Stephen F. Austin in a very particular spot they don't want to be in. Pope hits the free throw. Pretty much the only thing that the Trailblazers have struggled with, hitting free throws in overtime, and Pope makes that one. Utah Tech leads it by three. Timeout taken by Stephen F. Austin. We'll take a quick break here, 903 The Blaze. It's back to the action for Utah Tech Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Utah Tech Athletics. Trailblazers lead it by three, 74-71. 113 to go here in this overtime period. Spencer, if I would have told you it would have been tied 11 times for about seven minutes, would you believe me? I don't think so. I'm, I'm 11 ties. That's just uncommon usually. I mean, I would say there's probably about five or six, and a lot of times the game's not even competitive, so that is shocking. Utah Tech gets that stop they needed. Airball three by Stephen F. Austin. Ball is in the hands of Isaiah Pope. Keep it in Isaiah's hands out of the, all the shooters on the floor. He's the best free throw shooter. Steven F. Austin has to get a stop on the clock here. They can't get lit past 30 seconds. 10 on the game clock, 35. 10 on the shot clock, 35 on the game clock. Trailblazers get a bucket, though. Assist Isaiah Pope. Frank Stain, so, so valuable with his cutting ability. Moving off the ball. Utah Tech leads it by five. It's scramble mode for Steven F. Austin. Threes put up by Day-Day Hall. He misses that one, and Gonzalez of Utah Tech gets the rebound. The Trailblazers are going to pull this upset off. Isaiah Pope is fouled. He's going to get two free throws. Intentional foul coming from Nigel Hawkins. The 11 seed on the women's side of things prevails, and the 11 seed Utah Tech Trailblazers are going to pull this one off at the midnight hour. Yeah, and this will mark their first conference win since that RMAC tournament that they had. Um... They won the first round. They lost that second round to California. Excuse me, Colorado Mesa. But this will mark their first conference win since then. And you know what? Cinderella stories are possible. Pope misses the first free throw. 76-71 is the Trailblazers' lead. One more free throw for Pope. And 17.7 seconds to go on the game clock. Shot clock is done with. Pope hits the second free throw. Hawkins 
Gets some separation, at least trying to. And finds a cutting Tezano. And Stephen Foster gets a quick layup. Took about eight seconds off the game clock. So 9.9 .9 left to go here in this overtime period. Utah Tech with the ball here. Going to have to inbound it with Stephen F. Austin's applied pressure as they lead at 77-73. Yeah, it's a four-point lead with 9.9 .9 seconds left to go. Still plenty of time to create some havoc that it could get very interesting in the final couple seconds here. All Utah Tech has to do is really inbound it and keep it in the hands of one of their better shooters because Stephen F. Austin has no choice but to foul. They can't just leave it up to chance anymore because they don't have two or three minutes to play with. They only have a few seconds. So I would expect Utah Tech to probably get it in the hands of Cameron Gooden or Isaiah Pope. And I think those are the only two answers you can come up with. After a made basket, always, always in the huddle. It's like a broken record. They tell the inbounder, run the baseline, run the baseline. That's what the Trailblazers need to do here and just get the ball inbounded to the open person. Because obviously the Lumberjacks might try for at least a second or two to get a steal or jump ball, but eventually it'll just be an intentional foul. So 10 of 38, Spencer, combined for three-pointers in this game today. 10 of 38. Combined the team shot for 32% total on three-point shooting today. But that three-point shooting has come into play at times. Jostle with two of them. Stain with two of them. Gooding, Gonzalez, Nichols, um, even... Dan Sell Leader had the three-pointer early in the first part of this overtime. Has been an extremely physical game. Both teams playing their hearts out. Isaiah Pope to inbound, and he gets into Frank Stain. Stain does his job and gets grabbed by Tezano. So Frank Stain will have two shots at the free throw line. Give Frank Stain a lot of credit here as well. He's played nearly the entire overtime and played nearly the entire second half with four fouls. Let's mind you that he got that fourth foul early in the second half and has played the entire game without getting an additional foul to foul out of the game. Stain hits the first free throw. Pope and Stain both had four personal fouls and you know, that really was just the worrying factor see if one of them would foul out early in overtime or at all and they were able to avoid that as Stain knocks down both of those free throws the Trailblazers lead it by six once again 9.2 seconds to go and passes launched by Tezano and touched by no one I believe it was touched by no one so it should be under OB yep. at Utah Tech's basket and looks like everyone is strolling their way over there to make that happen Good into inbound, and that is deflected by Day Day Hall out of bounds. So under OB turns into a side OB for the Trailblazers. 8.1 seconds on the, sh on the clock. Inbound to Jacob Nichols, and Stephen Foster going to foul at least one more time intentionally. 
Jacob Nichols will get two shots at the line. Well, ladies and gentlemen, remember this until Thursday night. Birds are not real. They do not exist. They are not real. Southern Utah Thunderbirds are just a made-up animal for them to feel good about themselves as the Trailblazers and the Thunderbirds will match up Thursday night in the WAC Conference Tournament. Spencer, round three. Nichols makes that last free throw, 80-73. The Trailblazers lead it. Time is running out. Stephen Foster is going to get one last heave at it. And Latrell Jostle takes that one and makes it. So going to change our final result a little bit. But the Trailblazers with a huge upset. The 11 seed dethrones the 6 seed. Utah Tech wins, it, wins this one 80-76. to 76. Shout out to the 11 seeds. Seattle U on the women's side of things. And Utah Tech Trailblazers on the men's side of it. Holding down the four on the night game with some huge upsets. Yeah, they pulled up a huge upset in this one. They were not projected to get out of this. Stephen F. Austin was to move on to face Southern Utah and give Southern Utah a warm-up match until they see Utah Valley in the semifinals. But Utah Tech had to throw a monkey wrench into that one. The Battle of Southern Utah Part 3 will take place in the WAC Conference Tournament. And this time, Spencer, there's not going to be any help from the Thunderbirds up in Cedar. It's at a neutral site. So... Fans of Utah Tech, get your tickets now. Thursday night, we'll have that game live for you here on Utah Tech Radio. Utah Tech, Southern Utah, Thunderbirds, Trailblazers, part three coming up. We thank you for tuning in with us. The Trailblazers win this one. The first upset on the men's side of things. We're going to jump right into our postgame coverage. We recognize the hour and are thankful for you tuning in with us. Our King Garf Central's fourth and postgame coverage. Cam Gooden, game high, 22 points. A lot of support he got. Frank Stain with 14, Isaiah Pope 13, and Denza Leader with a huge overtime performance. Five of eight shooting overall. Denza Leader good for 12 points off the bench. Four people in double figures for Stephen F. Austin as well in the losing effort. And mind you, that was with three fouls. He had 12 points, three fouls, and he did the same thing that Frank Stain did, which was get those fouls earlier in the second half but still play through them into overtime. Really stellar play for 25 minutes tonight, 12 points. that Got that 1-3 in, in the overtime to make a big difference in this one. Played big minutes in replacement of Trey Emmons and Tanner Christensen, who got into foul trouble early in this one. Hopefully that doesn't happen on Thursday night. Just an overall good game. I mean, 22 points from Cam, 14 from Pope, 18 from Stain, 12 from Leader, 9 from Nichols. Christensen didn't give you any, but he still got six rebounds in this game, five defensive rebounds. Everybody contributed in some way, shape, or form tonight. It was really good stellar play by Utah Tech. Only 6 of 20 from the three-point line, but if you go 20 of 27 from the free throw line, you'll make up for the 14 threes that you missed in this game. 17 turnovers for Utah Tech, only 9 for Stephen F. Austin. But as we mentioned, the Trailblazers made up for that in other categories, in other ways. Getting to the free throw line a lot, shooting 76% from the charity stripe, going 16 to 21. Pretty solid performance there for the Trailblazers. They've had some free throw woes, like every team does throughout the regular season, and we're able to shoot at a high clip tonight. 
how exciting. Think about it in football. Utah Tech at Southern Utah. Win for Southern Utah. Homecoming here. Trailblazers get a big win in football. Starting the winning streak there for the football team. Big yeah. way through the season. Go to basketball on the men's side of things in the Burns Arena. Trailblazers never trailed. Never. 40 minutes of Just pure basketball. A big time game. We go to Cedar City. Kind of the opposite. Tavion Jones, highlight play made Sports Center. Put yeah, one did. on Tanner Christensen's head. Final result is a win for Southern Utah. We're out of Utah now. Neutral site in Las Vegas. Round three. We'll have to see what happens. Southern Utah as, as the four seed. Utah take the 11 seed. Super exciting. Head coach J.D. Gustin and his staff getting that first postseason win in D1 history for women's basketball. John Jenkins and his staff doing the same thing respectively. First win in Division One Conference play. Conference play, postseason win. And shout out to Ken Beezer, athletic director of Utah Tech. Always exciting to see Utah Tech Athletics perform feats like this. And who says they can't keep it going? Yeah, who says they can't keep it going? You never know. We'll have to see what happens between the Battle of Southern Utah, Cedar, and it will not be in Cedar City. It will not be in St. George. It will be in Las Vegas. Get your tickets now, fans. Utah Tech, Southern Utah, 9 o'clock Thursday night, final game of the night. It's going to be a fun one. There's no better way to end the Thursday night and prepare for Friday afternoon more like than having a good game between Southern Utah and Utah Tech. Final result, Utah Tech wins it 80-76. to Thanks for tuning in with us. We'll be back tomorrow, 3 o'clock. We got a game in the middle of the day for Utah Tech women's basketball as they play Cal Baptist. Yep. Five seed, taking on the four seed. Be, be back with us in 11 hours. Be back with us in 11 hours. It is now today. It's March 8th. It's a Wednesday. We're going to transfer back to our top 40 alternative hits on 913 The Blaze. Cue the music. We'll see you at 3 o'clock for more production from Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, Utah Tech Athletics. You've been listening to Utah Tech Athletics on Utah Tech Radio 91.3 The Blades. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Utah Tech Athletics, utahtechtrailblazers.com. Thanks for listening to Utah Tech Radio 91.3 The Blades.